You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode And it is a board thunderstrike. She's so wrong. And the new and improved ready room. As all of Thunderstrike is new and improved from last you as players uh, saw it. Of course, it, it, improvements have been done over the course of ten years. Almost perfect. Stoila and her uh, and her Crew. engineer contractors that she has worked with have made considerable upgrades to Thunderstrike. It is now. Um, more akin to a castle than an airship. From out, uh, outward appearance, looks like it always did, which is pretty awesome. But inside, countless rooms, barracks, training areas, ready room, relaxation, uh, uh, entertainment. You know, a huge mess hall with uh, with a not not just a chef, Galley. but a whole uh, but a whole kitchen staff. Who's our chef? The arcane now? equivalent of a holodeck. As well as servants and uh, as well as servants and knights that serve faithfully aboard, and those uh, and those honor guards that uh, that stay with you whenever um, whenever we say most of the time, well, most of the time, but uh, whenever you request, uh, you are basically kings and queens of this uh, of this castle, and uh, one of you is queen of two places. Um, That's not fair. I have a collection of crowns. Lee. By the way, dual queenship uh, uh, requires a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Damn, said the worst thing ever. Filling out your taxes? Pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. I get to claim two dependents, though, so. Bonus. Apply for Social Security and two nations. I pretty much just live off my benefits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm curious as well. What do people look like age 10 years different? Now go ahead. Sitting around the ready room uh, with with Frida and the five of you, as well as Hasten. Oh yeah, Hasten, Hasten the oh, Revenant uh, is all sitting there with you, uh, with you, and all listening to Frida explain the things mm-hmm. that she has observed. What do each of you look like sitting around the table here? Brandis looks older. He's already an old looking is guy. Is that possible? He's more weathered. Well, the thing is, he never looked like an old man kind of thing. He looked aging. Um, and it's not that he looks, you know, aging again. It's just that kind of roughness to his skin, the the little bit of wrinkles and creases um, have just kind of enhanced. So also, he ages like a boot, not a man. Exactly. He looks like a boot. Um, looks like an adult Muppet. Um, he is also rocking an amazing mustache. Yeah. Hair's a little shorter. The walrus? It's, uh, not, not quite, no, it's just, uh, just Tom Selleck style. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, gray, weathered, and, uh, yeah, hair is, is, uh, less long, not quite, you know, shortcut, but, um, yeah. Not Guile. Not, not quite okay. Guile, but, um, yeah. He's got a, got a stash, and, uh, yeah. Where's a, where's a helmet and a necklace of skulls in the battle? Because as he has told you over the years, 
The one advantage, their main disadvantage is because they're uh, less organized, but that means harder to track down these, these splinter cells of these cultists that fall to wrath. The one advantage that these men, no fear. And he uses that against them. He uses their lack of fear. You know, they know fear. Oh, they know fear. They don't have no fear. They... Which is much different than before. They fear, yeah. Before, they were just completely... Now, these guys believe in Rath's idea, but when they see 30 guys of their own dead around them... They run away. Which actually makes it a little bit harder to kill them all. These guys actually leave. Because they run, and and that's the thing, is that basically... Brandis doesn't take any prisoners, leaves no survivors, but guys occasionally get away, and so he has to make it so the guys who get away saw a man to avoid. Speed 8 charge. Boom. Beam. Damon looks much as he always has. Uh, elves have a somewhat expanded life lifespan. Not that this necessarily would apply much to Damon anymore, but it seems like he's still going along that same direction. Uh, you know, already a, an adult and continuing maybe to grow somewhat in stature, but very minimally, if if, if at all. Um, with him, what you basically, what you mostly notice about Damon is that he's just always dirty these days. He he leaves for weeks at a time um, to uh, to comb the elemental chaos on the, the the mission to find his clan and to uncover these uh, uh, offenders that have kind of come to interfere in the material plane. It's a mission you're well acquainted with, and it's an ongoing thing for him. When he shows up at Thunderstrike, he's usually covered with with. Uh, uh, a red dust that is that is that constitutes a lot of the the areas and the elemental chaos where he is going. It's just as a place where there are you know, the material plane is a place where the elements combine. They create things like animals and plants and clouds. In the elemental chaos, the elements are completely separate, and you have you have massive lightning storms, huge tornadoes, or like thundering earthquakes. But without the combination, it becomes a very stark and kind of barren place to to be. Uh, much of the time, so he is a dirty guy. He comes back weathered and, and, and dusty. So wears wears the same gear. Maybe maybe a, a, a new piece of uh, of leather when something breaks down. But um, yeah, the thing that you guys know, uh, I think that becomes more of a symbol of him. Where he used to uh, carry his symbol of Akadi, he now has his mask with the crescent moon on it, which him and his secretary are uh, are never without. Um, it is a is a symbol of their brotherhood and um, what they wear into battle as a as a fighting unit. And Damon still carries at his side Ushehi, which not six months back did uh, Zaragath return as promised to the Shadarkai city of Ikamu to uh, those that were willing to participate again in the tournament for the right to continue wielding Ushehi. Who took part in uh, in this latest Ushahi Kai. Penthir was there, and she tried to use the same story as us, but our tongue was better. <laughs> uh, I mean, which of you were there? Uh, Devin was for sure there. Ren was definitely there. Renus was there. <clears throat> Ren was actually there because, conveniently enough, there was a Shatter Kai that had an appointment with Avernus, and he had to collect at the same time. <laughs> Convenient. Thank yeah. you, thank you. He got to kill two birds with one stone. He's like, I could get another year because I got something scheduled. Yeah. Hugh and Aurora? Mm-mm. Uh, no, not for Hugh, unfortunately. Aurora didn't really want to go the first time. 
just it Damon was just didn't necessary. want to go either, except it was too awesome to, to, to ignore. Well, three man fighting squad in third. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you guys are no, no, no. Yeah, it makes sense. You time. have two nations to. to I've got some things to do. It, wasn't it only as hard made this time. the victory. It only made the victory more exciting for the uh, observers and participants of the Shehikai when that which required five now only required three to continue hold of Ushehi for another ten years' time. Ushehi was, I'm sure, passed between members of the Quorum at various points for various objectives that needed to be accomplished along the way, depending. Oh, does it love us now that we've... Oh, it is, uh, I mean, you spent enough time with it. It is one with the group. It's fully unlocked, basically? It has been for a long time. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, next. Um, Hugh looks, well, he's older now. Uh, he was a man in his late 20s before. Now he's a man in his late 30s. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple gray's hairs. His clothing is a little nicer because he's been spending quite a bit of it on the airship, his time, um, and he's got a bit more money and time to actually, you know, wear Don't clothes play. that are not falling apart. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Shopping spree! Clothes make man. Yeah. He's the man. Uh, but in many respects, he is, uh, he is still the same gentleman. Perhaps a little bit more concerned now with his safety, uh, now that his life... Uh, has a little bit more purpose. Effects of that. <clears throat> a well-dressed man. Not, nah, I mean... In comparison. Not Gucci. Yeah, not Gucci. No, no, no one said incredibly well-dressed man, just... But he's not wearing There's combat. There's a rugged Gucci line that, that Gucci no, Think like Hugh, and Hugh wears in Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Abercrombie. <laughs> Alright. Hugh started the line. Uh, it's kind of similar to Hugh. Aurora is just older. She has that kind of kind of poise that a that a more mature person tends to have. Not quite as you know, squarely reactive to everything. Uh, her eyes are still bright, maybe a little wiser than before. Uh, hair's a little longer. She, she she kind of pulls it back so it's loose, and then. Pulled back, and then there's kind of this long braid uh, that's very similar to something she did a while ago, and it's a little more, it's more mature style among, <coughs> among the dwarves. And these two braids are kind of whoop, loop under the ear on both sides, and most prominently, she's a big ass crown. Boom. Does she wear it at all times? The crown yes. Of oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bath time. She is a is it? she is a neck like a bull. Is it? Do you have a helmet? Is it like a <laughs> she's not the kind of well, queen who's like, oh, I hate wearing that damn thing no, no, when no. I have to appear before my subject. It's like, it's not that she loves the crown or anything like that. It's that she feels like she kind of has to keep it to remind herself of what her job is. The weight. And honestly, it I mean, really is, she's used to wearing full plate all the time. A nice little strip of metal around her head probably feels reassuring. It's, yeah, yeah it's, 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 she'd feel weird. <laughs> is it like a full-blown crown, or is it like a tiara? It's a crown. It's not a tiara. You can spike someone with it. She sure. slams it down on the table sometimes. Order! No, yeah, well... My kingdom! Okay, maybe that one time, and yeah. this has never let her forget... Sounds about right. But, about uh, a tyrant that he killed that did that one time. Yeah. Always, Once. always with the tyrant. Kill <laughs> She's got her armor. It's it's 
not the same armor she's always had. It's it's nicer and a little, little more regal, but it's not parade armor. It's not the kind where, you know, it's like etched and everything. It's just nicer. Same same uh, bulk, but it's clearly it hasn't been used in battle all that much. It's not a ten years apiece. Quite. Ren, <clears throat> through the... Yeah, Ren. Ren, over the last ten years, uh, has continued slowly in his transformation to full-blown devil. He's not there yet, but he definitely where where once there were just little lumps on top of his head, he's de- he's got horns now. They're not huge, you know, tifling horns or anything, but he's definitely got... Like Mr. Tumnus horns? Uh, like little... Yeah, he's got... So tame. But they're not... What's he looking Tumnus horns? Uh, a little more his, pointy. His complexion's got darker, or gotten darker. Uh, the like, whites of his eyes, you see, they like don't just start to glow. Or like red they hue. don't start to glow red when he gets mad anymore. They always just kind of have a glowing reddish tint to them. Uh, and he grew his hair back kind of off and on, but then decided that. Uh, Ultimately, for what he was out to do and having to kind of, you know, rain down fear upon those that kept getting burned required off. a trip to Avernus, <laughs> it was just much easier to get them to comply with what he was doing if he could strike more fear into them. Boom. And ultimately, the shaved head approach with the spell scar showing, he could get rid of the spell scar at this point if he wanted to, but, oh man, it just makes his life so much simpler when he's out doing that kind of stuff. So, he's just been... Balderan. He's, he's been rocking that. He he still looks fairly young. I mean, he doesn't have any, like, white facial hair or anything like that that makes him look old. But, uh, yeah, that's what he looks like. All grown up and all grown up. Boom. What's the DM look like? What does Hasten look like? He's arrived at Hasten in detail last week. Another we've, one. we've known him for what five years? We've known him for uh, five years. He's been a member of the quorum for four. Uh, Is there a specific uh, an amazing year way that we met him? Great year. Do we know that? Hasten, uh, Hasten uh, found you and started as uh, basically seeking to become uh, to become knighted as uh, under Thunderstrike, and he quickly made himself or showed himself to. Uh, to each of you, that he was uh, he was more than just a potential knight of Thunderstrike, and as he uh, continued to help each of you in uh, in your duties and showed exemplary uh, service and and, and fighting prowess and and everything that uh, makes each of you so uh, so worthy to He's be cared. to be part of the quorum, uh, he had too, and. All he says to Damon is, I think it was good that you let her out. Eventually it was, uh, <laughs> you have decided to let him in, uh, to the quorum. Yeah. As, uh, having another member had, had always been kind of, uh, a discussion that it would be, uh, that it would be helpful. A, a sixth, uh, allows you, is better. Just out of curiosity, not necessarily up does he have a clearly defined, uh, role? Class? <laughs> Um, what, how does how does he fight? Is he more magic-y or more crunchy? Um, I think he's more assassin-y. Does he crunch yeah, you with he his is, hands or crunch um, you with his mind? 
He he is a man who slips through the darkness and will slit the throats of the enemies who Brandis has gotten the attention of via his battle cry. Uh, he is definitely he is he is an <laughs> exceptional asset when the need uh, of the moment is stealth and and subterfuge. Frida has just explained to you the various things she has seen uh, in the planar observatory that has caused her to come here. She has explained the, as we said in the recap, the crops that won't grow, that, that wither and die, and nothing grows in its place. The cattle eating their young and throwing themselves off cliffs. All of these things that she has seen are things that happen in the world. The mages, crazy experiment. Exper- Experiments going crazy. Sometimes it's just whims the, of the, gods. the whims of the gods, or the luck of the cosmos moving a particular way. What uh, perhaps Plains more, lining. perhaps <laughs> more knowledgeable uh, society would call solar flares. All sorts of things um, flares. can cause these sorts of things. But the frequency uh, of them happening and the severity of each of the incidences is far greater than occurs naturally. And she should know. She has been observing. She says, and I should know. I've been observing the plans for a thousand years. Hmm. You would know. And she just nods. What I'm saying. Hmm. Do you have any, I don't know, inklings at this point? Do you think it's a, this is caused by a sentient person? Or is this a natural phenomenon? Something occurring on its own? Could it be a rat? She says, I do not believe it's natural it is not I do not believe it is natural it is too it is too large for it to be natural these sorts of things they don't happen by accident at this frequency uh, nothing I obso- have observed in the in the cosmos and in the planes and beyond of those things would would be an explanation for this I think that what is happening is the work of something sentient Ren asks, uh, what kind of time scale are we working with here? I mean, you've, you've been in there for a thousand years. What, I mean, did all of this stuff happen in what's our equivalent of the last year? Or when did all this stuff start happening? With that, she smiles and she says, oh, time. She says, sometimes I would forget to think of things in such a way. The, the nature of how time moves in the observatory is so different it can be you can forget that time moves sometimes and she just kind of thinks back and and you see her constantly while she's talking she sort of trails off and just starts thinking and and it's almost as if she forgets that she's even speaking with you all as she then says i have no idea what the what sort of timetable we're looking at. I would be surprised if this means that the world ends tomorrow, but not terribly surprised if it's next week. Or, uh, oh. looks but also just as surprised if it's in ten years. I, I'm sorry, as I said, I haven't been thinking of time a week. This and seems strange again, to me. Again, just trails off. How, how, does, how do all of these events and all this chaos... Result in a, the world ending as opposed to just more chaos. What what makes you think it's going to escalate as opposed to just? I don't have a good reason to believe one way or the other. The biggest problem I have with this is the mystery behind it. And then she goes silent again for several seconds as she's clearly just thinking. And then she looks at you all again and says, "The 
there's a cult, the end of all things, they call themselves. They've, they have started to worship these events. The, they, they say that it will, uh, that it will bring the end. So it doesn't of take, all things. It doesn't take a, a mage in a all-powerful planar observatory to notice the pattern. She says you would need to be looking at the whole world and and in order to notice such a thing. Isolated events could be explained away as each well, of them are by know? the local societies. How does a cult do That is another mystery. Do you know is, is there currently one of these freak things happening right now in one of the planes? Is there so anything all the things I have described are ongoing. The there's an area outside of the place to the south. We need the Forgotten Realms map, which we I really wanted to find this week. Long time. Okay, Where'd it go? We'll look we for that. We need to get another one. She says, uh, uh, she says, can you bring a map in here? I will show you. And as, it's, as a, a large, very uh, very expensive map is yeah, laid out okay. on the, uh, the ready room table, she looks around Probably and magical. she points over to Neverwinter and says, the snows of Neverwinter, this area up here, have completely melted and trees have started to grow uh, grow in their place, but they are blackened trees uh, where, uh, where no leaf or fruit grows on them. It is as if they are charred from the moment they come out of the ground. Over here uh, in, the, uh, in, in the, uh, the Sea of Fallen Stars, dead fish have uh, have been rising to the surface of the uh, to the surface, and as fishermen uh, are bringing loads half or a tenth the size that they uh, that they normally bring, and she points around to different parts of Faerun and describes similar things, and then even goes on to explain on other continents that uh, that this part of the world uh, hardly speaks of, and events uh, over there as she has to pull rarer maps. Into uh, to show where they are. Is it limited to, I guess, our plane, or is this on other planes as well? She said, uh, "They, uh, these sorts of events happening in other planes is harder to notice. The elemental chaos, for example, is already so chaotic that this sorts of things wouldn't even register. I have looked, but not found anything specific. The same with the astral sea. It is, uh, it is um, so." Hard to understand, even for someone that has been studying it her whole life, that uh, that I have not noticed. But here on Toral, it is most noticeable. But also, uh, she corrects herself. She says, "Oh, silly me! Of course, the Feywild and the uh, and the Shadowfell have exhibited similar sorts of similar sorts of problems." Hmm. Has this ever happened before? Are there records of these sorts of events? This scale. Uh-uh. On the scale, or maybe a slightly smaller scale, perhaps. That might give us a, cl- a clue as to what could be. It would require it would require checking the local texts uh, of all the different nations to see what they have recorded of these sorts of things. As I said, you have to be watching the whole the whole of the planes to even notice the pattern. I, it is why I came to you. I assumed that this had not been brought to your attention. I knew that it was uh, that I am quite likely the only person to have noticed this, Other due than to the my cult. unique tools. Bren, Brenda says she kind of brushes away the comment as if 
she likes saying that she is the smartest person when it comes <laughs> to observing the planes. Brandis turns to Ren and says, Has just... hell been less pleasant than usual or more, more pleasant? pleasant? He says, well, <clears throat> pleasant is an interesting way to put it. We have been uh, filling our ranks lately. <laughs> But Good for you. not any more or less that I can tell than usual. I mean, I haven't been doing it that long, but... Yeah, Ren hasn't, uh, you know, he's only been doing it for ten years, which in the history of the Nine Hells is... is the blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. So, uh, you, you know, Ren does a lot of work for Bell while Bell is away doing more important things, which he does not fill uh, even his Dark Eight in on uh, much of the time. Ren... Ren throws forth the idea that we've got Thunderstrike. Getting to one of these spots is wow. going to take next to no time. We could just go and check it out for ourselves and see if and sniff around and see if anything looks fishy. Damon kind of reclines in his chair and runs a hand across his face, leaving like some dusty streaks. And pats his cloak. He's recently returned from somewhere. Recently returned. Pats his cloak, kind of sending off a couple. A few clouds of, uh, you know, kind of fine red uh, uh, powder. And he says, uh, what kind of thing would be able to gestures, like, reach out this far, connecting Feywild and Shadowfell and our realm and maybe other places? What What's that big? What, what is even that big that could bring these things together? And in such different ways. The weed, Deities? Three people say three different things. Three, and and Frida <laughs> just says, yep, 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 immediately to each one of them. Hmm. Uh, it might be wise to, as Ren said, investigate one of the areas, but also the cult itself. If these things are truly as uh, spread out as you seem to say, I doubt anyone except for you has really made the connection or between them all. I wonder how they would have as well. Speaking with them Most seems uh, does seem like a wise a wise course of action. But also, forget not what I have at my power. I can go back there. Mm. I can bring you there. He was posted to the planar observatory. Yes, I can show you what I've learned about it. I can show you how to use it. And at this, she seems exceptionally excited. Is clearly this has been her. <laughs> Uh, companion for all of a thousand time. years. Ren gets a little excited about this. Ren says, did you see where a wrath went? She uh, ignores the question and, <laughs> and she says, goes big still <laughs> and looks at Brandis. Planar Observatory is exceptionally powerful. Did you know that it has the power to see into the future and into the past? Truly. Is a wrath there? He says, I have barely even... Uh, he said, in my thousand Has years... Has been talking about this for ten years? I'm just curious. Hang, hang on, she's answering a question. In... Or I was interrupting her to ask Brandis a question. Brandis looks to Frida to see her, answer her question. <laughs> Come on, just go. Uh, Brandis has been hunting down the cult, but I don't know, he's just curious if we, this is the only time that we have like an assurance, like if we can look in the past, see where he went. No, he hasn't been obsessed over the... He's been no. obsessed with the cult, okay. but not a wrath. All right. Uh, you were saying. She, I, as I was saying, the the you can see into the future and the past. It can see into the future as far as I can tell. It can see as far into the future as the future goes. 
How so is that's a long way? Is the future set? I, I that's some. I don't know. That raises quite a few deep questions. I feel one bit yours. I. Uh, <laughs> I am somewhat ashamed to admit that I don't have the answer to that question. I have spent a thousand years studying this device, and I have still barely only scratched the surface of how to even use it. I have managed to glimpse seconds or minutes of the future before they happened, but then other times it seems completely uncontrollable. I have figured out how to observe, uh, how to observe reliably any location in the uh, of, of these planes here and sometimes even of other worlds. Uh, I believe I have even seen the world in which the, con- the, the builders of this place uh, went off to. But it is... But even, like I said, it took 200 years before I could reliably open a portal anywhere. I can do that pretty reliably now, but uh, the time stuff, it's just... I don't get it. That says, makes six of us. And you've tampered with time things before. Two unfortunate results. Uh, she well, looks and says, says, I did not do that. <laughs> and uh, says, Damon looks that up. was my parents. Damon looks across the table of and he says, who says it's unfortunate? Besides, you'd be, uh, you'd be nothing but bones and teeth if it weren't for uh, that, uh, that spell of theirs. She smiles and says, Yes, over time I have come to accept my curse as a sort of blessing. I... However, it was the discovery that I am still aging that made it the most bearable. Nobody wants to live forever. I promise promise (laughs) you no one around this table will. And then looks over Brandis. She clearly speaks of, like, what people want and such as if the way she feels is the way everyone must feel. And, uh, again, you're reminded that she's been alone for a thousand it's years. She's just been and her feelings for a long time. Has clearly forgotten somewhat what it is like to, uh, for other people to be different from her. Brandon says, I'll be the last living creature alive. Bran says, Bran says, all right, here's what I say. Here's what I think. I think we should go and check out one of these places, because now I'm kind of interested to sniff around a little bit. While we're there, perhaps Brandis can put some of his cultist tracking to use and see if we can find one of these guys that we can chat with and see what they know. Damon says, it's been a little while since anything has merited the attention of all six of us. But if everything's falling apart, I suppose we should go and... uh, do it together. Ren looks at Frida and says, you do know our going rate, don't you? Ren. She looks back and says, uh, says I'll be in the observatory. <laughs> As she seems annoyed at the suggestions of physically moving to a place and going and uh, looking with your eyes and looking for clues as she uh, she says, I'll find out what you're looking for before you e- before this airship even uh, even powers up its portals. Ren gets so irritated at this, he goes, you weren't even here to see what this thing can do now! <laughs> she probably looked in on it. But you haven't experienced it! Damn good television. Uh, I'm curious. You, you can, can watch see... a movie about a roller coaster, but riding it is a whole different ballgame. With when Ren says this, but not about roller coasters because these are not real. Well, yeah. But um, so you think she looks at him. She riding says, "Riding a nightmare." She says, "Okay." 
And, uh, and she nods and says, I doubt it is like anything I have experienced in my home, but I'll, uh, I'll give it an earnest try. Brenda says, it's been a thousand years since you've experienced a good old-fashioned interrogation. <laughs> in fact, it would probably be easiest if you took the reins. You know exactly where these locations are. You could take us to one of the areas. It of... does not require someone to even know where it is. Thunderstrike is far more advanced than that primitive device that was installed ten years ago by Stoyla in a hurry. We were already yeah. there during this conversation. <laughs> People are waiting for us to talk to them because we set up a meeting in the past. Look how good the shit is. Ren, she just gets up and says... Well, let's be off. For that snarky remark, Ren is actually she, waiting for the moment when he can throw her over the side of the boat, or of the ship, and go catch her on Tenebrae oh just to get even for her snarky comment. I'm sure. Uh, he was comes quickly to Princess of Hell. Yes. Curious, at the mention of seeing into the future, so you don't have much control over that? I was wondering if you could see how this future? had played out, though. I mean, if the world is coming to an end... Have you seen anywhere into the future where the world is ended? Good. <laughs> As I said, I have virtually no control over it. Sometimes I am able to glimpse into slightly into the future, but it is not by my own efforts that it does so. I can tell, it, like it being on the tip of your fingertips, yes, the tip of the tips, that, that it has the power to do so. It, it, it is within the controls, but it is, it's an exceptionally complicated device. And it says, perhaps we were not meant to. Because those that built it must have had such a deeper understanding of, of the way like time and the planes and, and the worlds work that it is, is unfathomable to me. Well, I don't know. It might. This is perhaps not correct, but sometimes a second pair of eyes can help reveal secrets that uh, one cannot. Indeed. Perhaps if our Master Ren took a look at it, maybe he would come at it from a different angle than what you had seen. Maybe she says, could unlock it. Absolutely. As I said, I invite you all to come. Experience it. Use it. I can teach you how, uh, how to use it. It is, it is yours to access while, while we figure out what this is. It is high time that I use this device to do something good for the world. I have spent far too long just watching. Damon continues to casually, but he has a... Uh, a signature grin painted on his face, and he says, You may be aware that I've been looking for something for the last, last ten years. He says... She nods immediately, as if she knows exactly. He says, It might be worth some time. She says, I expect that many people would like the power that the observatory has, which is why I brought it to you. The, And she kind of says, The only friends I've had. He says, uh, Well, we're glad you're back. Indeed. Would you like some non-conjured food? <laughs> Her eyes go wide. And she says, yes. Rock Here are some potatoes. <laughs> Hugh slides, sheds a small tear. There's never been better chicken. Chicken's always been dry and flavorful. Oh, Nevin uh, knocks some dust off his boots and pushes himself away from the table and he says... Looks like we're going somewhere, so I'll go get ready. Says, it's been a while since we've used these, and packs a spot at his team strike tattoo. Yeah, Ushahi. Uh, maybe didn't even need it. Just... 
Um, well, I thought we go visit our observatory. Might not be a bad place to start. Yeah, Ren actually wants to check idea. that out. Agreed. She basically gave the open invitation to teach him how to use the thing, <laughs> and he got to play no with it doubt. once. He got to play with it once when we were in there, and it was awesome, even for the 30 seconds he was playing with it. That's what she said. So, Ren is... That's right, you only got, like, an in an extreme hurry look at it before. Yeah. And it was still awesome. So he wants to go back and... Mm, yes. Brennis gets the sandwiches to go. Let's go to the observatory. Makes a picnic. Picnic at the observatory. I'm sure the observatory probably has all her stuff in it, too. Brennis loves picnics. It's like a little house. What if there's another person there? Oh, creepy. Yeah. It's just a volleyball with a face painted on it. Oh, but there are no volleyballs in. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. It's just a uh, a conjured water coconut. Conjured okay. <laughs> <laughs> watermelon Hole with eye holes poked in it. Yes, yes eye holes. <laughs> um, she meets you up, or she uh, she goes. Actually, she follows Brandis because he had the promise of food. Ah, yes. He goes and gets. He rustles up some some bread. Brandis will still have food delivered to him, but he's really just walks into the kitchen. Hasten. Has not said a word this entire time, and yeah, it is what I you are. Thought he was just quiet. He, he is you just know quiet. that he is. He is just quiet. It has uh, always been his nature to uh, listen and observe. And when he opens his mouth with uh, with an idea or an option, you've come to uh, to trust it. But uh, in this case, attention so well. He is. He he follows you. Follows you all and. Uh, you know, he, he nods in agreement at the decisions that are made, and even when he even when he stands up to move and walk across the room, is completely silent. I mean, the man can't help but uh, and it has uh, it has startled many people on the ship. Uh, one time, even one of the crew members flew over the edge, and he had to uh, and he had to ca- grab them before they fell because they were startled so much when he opened his mouth. And he was, you know, a foot away from them. Watch out That's that how he earned Ren's respect. Almost killing a crew member. Ren does it all the time. So walking by the deck, you notice a little pile of red dust outside the uh, one door. A mess. Which is Damon. Which is every single particle of dust that was on Damon not a minute ago. As he has had Ren install an enchantment which removes all dust from you as you pass through a threshold. So about, you know, every once in a while someone has to come and clean up all the dirt on the, on the doorstep of Damon's uh, chamber. But in, uh, it is only a few minutes before he is slipped into something more uh, presentable, more comfortable, and joins you for uh, a trip to the observatory. Hugh collects his... Oh, he doesn't actually collect his gear. This doesn't seem like a combat venture into the observatory. Or brings her hammer. Brandis quickly runs into the portal to the estate of Brandis <clears throat> to grab a few things. Comes out immediately after leaving the portal. A second figure appears coming out of the portal, and you hear, Algar Brandis, you may have lived a thousand lives and wrestled a dozen wearables, but I know you learned in one of those lives to wipe your feet off before you come into my house. Built like a dwarf, but the size of a human, with shoulders like an ox, and wide, childbearing hips. <laughs> <It's> Helga. 
<laughs> Not an ugly woman, but a woman who, her few flaws when pointed out, usually result in other people's broken noses. Huh. A legend in her, in her own circles. Shop, now aged, looks up to her and says, I know, I, I know, he, he never listens, he never listens. To which Brandis obviously hears, spins around and says, Brandis, box your ears before I do it for you! And Shop boxes his ears. <laughs> Brandis called Shop Brandis? No, Olga no. called Shop Brandis. Brandis called... Brandis did call Shop Brandis. Because the name gets thrown around so much. In the house of Brandis, people are always yelling Brandis. House of Brandis. So it makes perfect sense. They go back in the portal, and you see that Brandis' boots are indeed very muddy. And certainly not been wiped off. Wait, what is the relation... Of Helga to Brandis. Obviously, they're the wife of Brandis. Are they now? You guys were not at the ceremony, but and like many events in Brandis's colorful life, when it happened, hard to track down. Uh, does no kids. does she get? Is she friendly with the rest of the crew? Yeah. Or anybody else? She's she's she's, she's a decent, nice person. But does she yeah. terrify Seldy? She. I mean, she's a regularly? terrifying person. I mean, even to it's kind of like okay, we're epic. She definitely is Paragon. <laughs> She's Paragon child. We met at, a her- at an epic Paragon mixer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to find other uh, epic people to socialize with. You gotta, gotta expand your horizons sometimes. Every once in a while, when Brandis is going into the room, Ren just... and sends a pulse of energy over, blows Dustin, and watches Helga yell at him for it. Never and chuckles when he watches it. There's a lot of yelling in the house. <laughs> it's just it's, it's one of those marriages. It's it's their way. <laughs> no children. Uh, Ren Ren actually door. goes into his Not room before he goes into the portal and grabs uh, he grabs his cloak and his staff. He doesn't walk around with it normally because. They're not the most comfortable things to just walk around with, uh, especially when he's on Thunderstrike, and who's going to attack us on Thunderstrike? So um, he goes in there just in case some portal is created in there that we then have to jump through. He goes, ah, you know, I might want to have something. So he goes and grabs that first, does a quick change of clothes, gets out of his relaxing pants, and makes way to the portal. She, uh, she, uh, upon seeing Ren, you know, geared up, she, she says, that is a wise choice. I have, uh, it took many portals that I opened in the observatory before, before I started to learn to be fully prepared, before I even start operating the controls. It, it can be a dangerous thing. Before you made a portal you actually wanted to go through? <laughs> One time I opened a portal into molten lava and it started pouring out of the portal. That's not something you want to have happen. <laughs> there, there was the portal yeah, to Snake Lane. the molten lava damage and he says, I believe you. We're not there yet. Uh, oh. Hugh gears up then. Hugh's <laughs> <laughs> a good listener. That was a lot. Hugh goes... It's his crown. Uh, oh, he doesn't wear it. Urs, sure he doesn't. Urs daughter, not, do, you, do you carry it with sure you? Sure he doesn't. You don't know. Aura's daughter, Selly, is on the ship. Uh, she is kind of on the ship, off the ship. I mean, Aurora kind of keeps her around. 
uh, to visit every once in a while. She's on the ship today. Um, cute kid. You know, big brown eyes, black hair. She's about seven, so she's still at that cute age. You know, they're not quite getting big enough to start, you know, bothering you. She does bother Helga a bit, though. Um, mostly because she has a penchant for the, uh, the things that she grows in the garden. The flowers and the food often find their way into Aurora's room. Uh, not her fault, but... Uh, Brandis gets yelled at. Still, gets blamed. <laughs> still, well, and Aurora's kind of speaking to her, you know, it's just like, okay, while well, I'm gone, stay out of... Stay out of Miss Brandis's garden. Please. Where's and Selda just looks up at her with very sincere eyes and says, I won't go in her garden. Aurora knows she's lying. Pat on the head <laughs> goes go. to the portal, I assume, where everyone else is waiting. There's no portal yet. Oh, so there is no portal, but where there soon will be, perhaps. Frida, as the last of you have approached, she says, I'll create the portal, uh, I, I will create the, I will whisk us away to the Planner Observatory. Whisk here, away. up on the deck. It takes some time, and the uh, and the the magic can be a bit rough. Developing yeah. this ritual that can actually get us back to the planar observatory. It took me seventy five years of working on it nonstop. I did not want to cross through any portal that I could create before I knew that I had a way back. Don't forget how uh, how much work it took us to get through the vault to get to the portal that they had created, for it was previously the only reliable way in. It says, and it took them hundreds, thousands, I can't even remember what the audio log said. It took them a long time to construct their thing, and in just 75 years, I developed my own. And uh, she actually goes off for quite some time explaining why this ritual she's about to cast is so... Uh, Damon has mastered a glazed-over look. There's been so much innovation in the past ten years that he's had to ignore explanations about. It's just reflex at this point. And Does he call it his Stoila face? It, yeah, sure. Everyone else calls it his Stoila face. <laughs> and it's clear not only that he's he's completely actively thinking about something else as he as he very comfortably allows the conversation to proceed without any sort of interruption, but he's clearly doing his own thing. He is not checked in. And he, I mean, so much useful things come from this tor- sort of this sort of innovation and work that he's really come to develop appreciation for all the benefits that they received, but he just knows that there will never be a point where he is fully participating. In that sort of dialogue. More of a jokester than really a conversationalist. Anyways. Ren asks if he can help. Not actually offering to give assistance to her, because he knows that probably won't work, but more like, if you want to suck some of my power away so that you can do this and I can possibly glean how to do this, I will let you do it. Uh, and she just, as she's explaining all this stuff, and Ren says this, she says, well, if you spent more time paying attention and less time talking, maybe you could figure it out. As she uh, just winks at him. And he realizes when, he realizes when she says this, that she has been casting the ritual ever since she started talking about the ritual itself. But unlike uh, portaling spells which you've used, more times than you can count in the past uh, in the past Life. 13 years you've been together 14 years you've been together <sighs> um, you realize that this is affecting each of you directly as you can feel a tingle start to move 
through your bodies and the noticeable uh, the noticeable sort of purple glow of portals start to form over your very skin. And she said, uh, and she looks at each of your expressions as this begins happening. She says, "Yes, yes, this one will feel a little bit different than you're used to. It's the nature of the magic. This place can't be portaled into directly. Like I suppose uh, it's too late to ask if this is safe. Just very safe. Tested it many times, many, many times. She was desperately hoping she's not insane. She says, "This is the fifth time <laughs> I have used this ritual, and it only fired one time." Ren says, "Used it many times on more than coconuts." Says I've used it myself one time, and I've had many test subjects uh, other times. And she just continues speaking. And as she, so you realize that even as she's responding and looking around at everyone and just talking, that this ritual is clearly being cast. Damus was tasting his breakfast from yesterday, and then tomorrow. Easy. And then stops paying attention. <laughs> Brandis just looks over and says, "Well, I mean, it's not like meeting up with someone from our distant past ever." Gave us any trouble before. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, Spam. Every, every time Grandis mentions Arath, you guys, Aura is like not even, not even looking at him, like pointedly not looking at him. There's just a lack of connection there. Every time he brings it up, cleaning up after this game. All of a sudden, she's just looking at something else. Suddenly, Frida's shoes are very interesting. And then suddenly, the crack as if thunder uh, struck not three feet away from you. Your ears ringing and your Ugh. eyes blinded, uh, blinded by the light Ugh. and the sound. What was it? You open your eyes and you find yourself in a place that you've been to one time before. Ow. Ren takes a deep breath and just. Breathes it in. <sighs> Stale air. Stale air of awesomeness. Not with damn you were air. reminded of. The air is pretty fresh and sweet after not too much time. Oh, hey. Which corner is the bathroom? Standing in a large circular platform with railings. You find yourself standing in the same relative position to each other that you were before, except now in what you remember as the Planner Observatory, which you spent precious minutes in. 10, 11 years ago. You can see over the edge into the uh, limitless expanse in every direction, the the planets and stars and nebula floating around uh, as you realize, um, as she says, it took me a while to figure out that's just decoration as she starts just <laughs> leading, uh, leading you towards the main platform which leads towards the great uh, observatory. The Great Observatory. The Golden oh. Sphere. I don't have our old illustration of what it looked like inside. I thought it was sort of like the. We don't. But it looks. Uh, it's a big. Cerebro. It's a big, Cerebro. huge yes. uh, golden sphere uh, that a that a large platform just moves directly up and uh, intersects with the edge of the sphere, which she, in a swift stride, leads you towards it. And when she puts oh, her yeah, hand, she's not taking little child steps. No, she uh, <laughs> she moves pretty. She's um, a lady. She moves with purpose uh, everywhere. You've noticed uh, everywhere. She just kind of moves in a very quick stride, and she's always in a hurry to get somewhere, which you find a little strange for someone who feels like who you uh, know has plenty of time left in her life. And she places a hand on the side of the golden sphere, a 
uh, a doorway appears as part of the golden sphere just disappears, and you see the platform moving towards the very center of the sphere. Is there any evidence of Frida being here for the last thousand years? Yes, you know that the uh, the platform you arrived on uh, wasn't there last time you were here, and actually there are several platforms that lead off in different directions from the main walkway that leads up to the to the observatory itself, and in one of them you see uh, you see that there's a bed fashioned uh, with uh, short walls on every side, and Clearly, she has made a little home, and uh, there's an area that looks like uh, what you might normally find in a in a chef's kitchen, although uh, kind of just unorganized and just put there. It looks like it perhaps hasn't seen use in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe a uh, created on a whim and then decided uh, to abandon the project. And you see some other things like this. It clearly spent uh, a lot of time here and no one to impress, so uh, some of it it's not really... Aesthetics haven't not a lot of work has gone into the aesthetics of the place. There's just no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woman with different priorities. So much time and so little to do. Wait, let's grab that. Reverse it. Um, and as she leads you up, and she says, she says, here are the controls. And she just and is they, waiting for someone. Ren runs over and grabs. Like, uh, yeah, there's there's little like yeah. She is that... she is gesturing at um at platform, just the end of the platform there in the middle. Ren goes over and, and does it. He doesn't even wait for anyone else to be like, oh, I'll do it. He's just like, okay, I'm there, and goes over and does it. Ren finds his mind as he opens it. And he is used to operating magical devices. You know, he knows. He knows the sort of blank, uh, blank slate he puts his mind in to best allow the uh, the arcane energies to enter it and become sort of one with his own mind, such that he can operate the device in question. And very quickly finds himself looking up at the uh, at the thousands of, uh, of rectangular and square panels that make up this gigantic sphere as a different image is shown on each one of them, and they're changing around extremely quickly as, uh, as Ren Focus, is trying Ren. to trying to get control over it. He, as he's trying to do this and focus, he kind of says, you got any pointers for me here? She says, ah, it didn't take me long to figure it out. She just sort of leans against the rail. <laughs> Ren has it figured out in two more minutes. <laughs> And, well, uh, at least figured out to the point that the images aren't flying around the sphere anymore. He says, there's some joy in discovering it for yourself. And she just walks away from Ren and allows him to do it as she uh, she just walks over to the rest of the group who's just there watching Ren. Damon actually is flying about the room. Uh, he is here in a, in a place where he can finally enjoy the scenery rather than sit and listen to much discussion. And so as the panel is kind of move around the room, he moves amongst them and just See anything uh, observes interesting? Nothing but, says Damon, as he watches kind of like a, a uh, whatever, a panel kind of fly by, it's clearly some sort of kind of underwater setting, but it's clearly not water, it's some other the viscous substance that things are kind of like moving about, and he kind of like looks over and he goes, kind of points at that one as it moves around, <laughs> moves down kind of around, and you see him, I mean, this is a circular kind of environment, so he's just moving about it well, and 
taking it in while Ren works his magic. Hugh so uh, makes a little small talk with Freda, curious about the the time change thing. So, so he says, so time is passing more slowly here, exactly, or is it move around? Sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. Well, it's her age, right? Yeah, I I guess a thousand years passed in ten years, so... Uh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's sped up and slowed <laughs> down. Or, or did you just happen to come stuff. back to our time at that point? Were you ahead or behind at some no, point? No, time moves forward here, and she says... It is most of the time slower, but there is some sort of fluctuation. Uh, I don't have much control over it, but most of the time, yes, it's about a hundred times slower. Damn, when you by and he says, I hope you didn't have any plans tonight. <laughs> she says, time here moves at a, at a normal rate uh, after the portals that I just opened come into here, and then it slows down over time. Huh. It is almost as if the Planner Observatory itself must uh, must move at the same speed in order for us to enter it, and then it slows down in whatever place it exists. Huh. Interesting. Strange. You just get it all out of this. Brandis opens up the sandwiches. <laughs> That's some fancy uh, it distracts Ren preservative like business. Suddenly, stuff the images start flying around the room, and he yells at Brandis to stop making noise. Damn, force gets hit. <laughs> Recovery. Easy. Yeah. Do you experience any turbulence while the images are flashing around, or are you... uh, no? I mean the. Uh, I mean the, like what like we were saying. It's very the, the air within here, other than the air that Damon brings with him, is still rather unmoving. You know, it's it's much more a visual kind of like cinematic than really any sort of kind of like actual you know experience of being at a place with smells and, and sounds. Other sounds? To go along with the images or not? Only those that, uh, uh, currently, only those that you are making. The place okay. is, if you were to stand still and hold your breath, you could hear each other's heartbeats. It is so absolutely unbelievably silent. So other than Ren, who is controlling the place, none of the other senses are really kind of, you know, yeah, being triggered by, by what we're seeing. You know, it's just what, what we ourselves are bringing out. The place is nostalgia that's triggered. Mm. The place is exceptionally, um, place is exceptionally sterile not sleek but yes yeah, sterile it is uh, you know the, you know, the question there is no there right? is no turbulence there it is it is built so clean and precise that uh, it's it's can be unnerving that there is there is nothing in the natural world it is a perfect sphere, is like guys this. yeah from the and outside Frida has apparently been cleaning up after herself for the last thousand years there's magic no filth lying around somewhere Daemon it's cluttered, but not messy. Laments that the Planner Observatory wasn't built in the entertainment wing of this complex. <laughs> <laughs> we never really got to spend much time there. Ren kind of mutters under his breath while he's trying to control us. Are you still bitching about that? And said, "Why not entertainment? Why does it have to be a sterile ball? <laughs> Can't smell a thing." All all the all the stuff is. A- Echoing, I'm sure. Yeah. It's a huge sphere, so. Yeah. One goes by, it's just a wall of rock, and you kind of go, it's really boring. Let's go to the next one. Next. Maybe one of these has a it's fight going on. Are all of these. Are all of these. I was looking for something. <laughs> are all these things happens. that are flashing by on the screens somehow 
uh, things that are and places and stuff that are important to Ren and that affect Ren, or are these just random things that he's? I mean, these are essentially files that are flying out, and he's trying to basically sort them and figure them out. It's more like the sec. It's more like the second thing. It's exactly like the second thing. It is. Uh, it is the second thing, in fact. It is the second thing that you just said. Just random places, not anything significant to Ren. Is he's kind of really trying to figure this thing out and slow it down. He's able to get you know almost some control over it. Like he can fi- he can get it to randomly move a little slower, but not lock on to anything. And uh, and he can he can at least kind of focus his attention on different parts of the uh, of the sphere as it has a subtle different look. But to everyone else, it just seems completely random. And then uh, Frida, after giving him several minutes of, of experimenting with it, Ren doesn't, you know, Ren is, uh, he's making progress. He can feel it in his mind, but it, it does feel slow. Ren actually, Ren actually, like, breaks his con- or concentration for a second and looks over at Frida and goes, look, we don't have a thousand years to spend here. How about you just <laughs> give me a nudge? Actually, we probably do. I don't want to spend a thousand years here. I can come back and figure this out later. Right now, we're in a, a bit of a hurry, and everybody's watching me. We're not really in a hurry. Everybody's <laughs> watching me! Damon finds another panel which looks like it's a massive spider web, but in reality, it's just a plane in a spot where, like, the weave is semi-visible. Normal eye, and he goes. And it's just so spider and complex look, that it, like, it seems... Hard. He starts getting that feeling like someone's talking about something, and he just gets the Stoiler look and goes on to the next panel. <laughs> Stoiler strides Too over when profound. Ren, uh, like the jerk he is, uh, just complains about figuring out on his own. Not Stoiler, Frida. Um, Stoiler is back on Thunderstrike. Frida strides over, and uh, she just suddenly grabs Ren's shoulders from behind as she. Uh, none of you can hear what she's saying, but she just starts whispering to Ren as she is explaining to him how to uh, how to move his uh, move his mind. And to all of you, you just see Frida very close to uh, to Ren's ear as she is just kind of holding him on the shoulder uh, and and speaking to him. But you all notice the screens start to slow down and focus, and then uh, and then specific locations. Uh, deliberate locations start to appear. Not locations that Ren is trying to, but he's at least able to stop and view something, you know what I mean? He's able to, you're able to uh, see it, and then as the as the scene becomes larger, as if uh, if projected outwards more into the, closer to the center of the sphere, you can see a place, you see up high in the sky, you see some birds fly by, and you can see the land well below, and then Ren changes it, and you can see uh, inside someone's house, there is a uh, there is a, a man who's walking around and uh, obviously walking, just walking, <laughs> and uh, all sorts of just sort of mundane observations. As Ren starts to figure out how to kind of slow this down and deliberately view other places fairly quickly, but I mean, it still takes you know ten, fifteen. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Agonizing amount of minutes. Yeah. Damon finds on one of the screens uh, some 
a conversation between two old mages talking about some sort of complex arcane thing. It is an epic failure as far as entertainment oh, is concerned. That one. was the one you rolled. Of course I did. I mean, it was the conversation about the other panel, and he just rolls his eyes and starts getting frustrated by finding all the wrong things. And then he goes and looks at what Ren puts on the big screen, which is... What'd you put on the big screen, Ren? A man baking a cake. Uh, Only he burned the cake. On the big screen is actually a... It is a camp that is very zoomed out at first. You just think it's some little encampment. But upon closer inspection, as it you know like slowly zooms in, like a campsite. like, like, a, like, like a, a, a fire, yeah, like a tribe kind cool. of thing. Cool. And as it slowly zooms in, you see it is a camp of gnolls. Oh, sorry. And uh, they are putting on war paint and things like that. And he, Ren heard uh, Daemon complaining about how boring this was, and could yeah. kind of sense it on Hugh's face. So he thought, well, if I'm going to play with this, at least I can give him something to look at. At least, so it is. I have no idea where it is, when it's taking place, or anything. This could be the Knolls from the uh, the Temple of Elemental Evil. Okay. Don't even know, but these are some gnolls that are getting ready for a fight, and he decided to focus in on this one to give Damn something man. at least kind of fun to look at. Then when immediately a couple backflips coming down lightly right next to Q. For Hugh in this time period has he found and partly developed the tastiest trail snacks that have ever been created. <laughs> He was a man who has, been able, has <laughs> learned to leverage the massive, mighty re- resources into improving his level of comfort to a level that is that is always quite comfortable. Part of those being extremely accessible, extremely compactable, extremely tasty snacks. So Damon comes over to get some snacks and watch Eat the show. Snacks. So they are you. quality snacks. Yeah, he loves he loves Hugh's snacks, and Hugh is pretty generous with them. Though he'll never tell Damon the recipe, but he gives him plenty of snacks. Damn, enjoys the snacks. Watches, watches the no, watches no TV, and can't wait for something to go wrong. And he knows with Noel, it's only a matter of time. No TV, no TV. So Ren's able to, for the first scene of all of them, hold this image for a while, for several minutes. When before, you know, she was kind of teaching him how to continue holding it, and uh, he's able to watch this one for a while. And you see the the Noel's. Uh, and so what, what happens to the gnolls all of a sudden? The gnoll camp? Oh. I've been talking quite a bit. What happens to the gnolls? Attacked by giants! Attacked by giants during their wow. war preparations. Several hill giants. On an evening constitutional. They're just drawn by the... 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 Ugh. The grating noise of, of a gnoll encampment that they're always speaking in kind of these high-pitched, like, yipping and, like, laughing sounds. And they simply irritated to the point of, of violence, come over and begin to break up the entire party before it kicks <laughs> off. Meanwhile, the people the gnolls were intending to fight are drawing ever nearer. I'm gonna wait for Lincoln to come back. Yes. Aurora is just taking in the bizarreness of being back in this place that she never thought that she would return to. This was a a place of 
panic and stress and loss. And she thought, you know, that was the time where we lost Frida and we were never going to see her again. And so she's been quiet through all this, and it's not necessarily for lack of something to say, but just kind of digesting what it means to be back in this place. Reacquainting. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so you kind of experience all the stress all over again, just the kind of echo of that feeling. Well, we were here for such a short amount of time, but the emotions were running so high. Yeah, the intensity yeah. was quite, quite intense. And she's just kind of oddly quiet for her. That was the first time we'd seen a raft since... Actually, seen a raft mm-hmm. since he betrayed us, right? Yeah. Well, so it saw him, we saw him in visions, but we never we hadn't well, seen him. No, 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 no. Uh, oh. Right after the observatory. Yeah, that, that was that's it. what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, never mind. It was that. Yeah, yeah. There was that this time period, not in the observatory, but yeah. connected with this. Well, under that, that was when we went back in time. Well, maybe not. Like that's yeah. when we got whipped out of our reality for emotions yeah. ran high. I'm mistaken. Hugh, for a fair amount Sky of this time, high. has been. Tempting to look casual, but perhaps to those who know Hugh, it's uh, obviously clear what he's doing. He's searching the area for just kind of get a clue as what's been going on here. Um, he's any indicate no, stuff. No, he's not like digging look, through Frida's stuff. Know, but we know Hugh well enough to know what he's doing. <laughs> anyone um, else, he's completely passing it off. Um, he's just looking around. Um, you know, scrawls on the wall of "I will destroy them" or. Things indicating, you know, that she's lost her marbles or something <laughs> going on. Uh, or I see everything. Or like yeah. madness, smell, that makes sense. You know, you can smell fear a little yeah. bit. So something in the air to basically, if, if something seems crazy. off. Because while she was a very close friend and ally, a thousand years locked in a box also is quite a long time for anyone. You're I mean, a little bit returned friend shy, maybe. Well, I mean, Hughes. Hugh doesn't make assumptions. Fool me once. A raft went bad Shame in on one you. year. She could potentially be a thousand times worse than a raft. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she went 500 times worse and then changed her mind and went 500 times back. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but it would only take 499 like times good that she's still as bad as a raft. She's off that's by one. That's what I'm saying. She's, she's off, off by, by one. one. And that's all it takes. Anyway. Damn, it's a highlight. Brannis trusts her. Brannis is not super untrusting. He doesn't um, find anything um, that uh, alerts him. Uh, no. You do find a little doll, though. Finds a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just kind of looking uh, through her stuff. And I mean, not like rummaging, rummaging, like... Like maybe open the cupboard door and then closing it or something. I was looking for the water. Glasses yeah. of water. What's in here? He's not expecting her to be evil and insane or something, but you know, it's wise to cover your bases. And he can tell just you know, she's not even glancing over or anything, she seems to have absolutely no apprehension about where you guys are going or anything. Um and Aurora, you know, being the most insightful of the group, doesn't doesn't sense any sort of deception or, or in her malintent. You know, malintent. It is she seems right now just like a someone who has the, the the child on the playground who has the best toy in the whole world and just wants to show everyone else. 
So as Ren is burned, her, her childishness is not completely gone. As Ren is years, kind of figuring this out more is. and is she's still twenty year old mastering it a little bit more. He asks Frida and says, you. Uh, "Have you actually had anyone else in here in the last thousand years, or is the last person you talked to us when we went through the portal? I mean, you said you've tested it on some people and you've gone through it and stuff. What kind of interactions have you had with people?" Might have been a rat. She did say test subjects. That draws Damon's attention from the TV. She says, I've spoken to people, if that's what you mean. Special people? Oh, what she, Why? Says <laughs> she says, no one has come here, no. Always a bridesmaid, the bride. Ren kind of stops and looks at her and is like... <laughs> What's with the dude? She says, no one's shared my bed. I know what you're asking. What? (laughs) And with this, you realize, completely inappropriate assumption, as she clearly thought that's what Ren was asking. Ren Ren starts to chuckle and says, that's not what I was asking, but that's where I'm going with it now. Girl! Oh. She says, oh, uh, um, uh, Damon. so just concentrate on the, as I'm just kind of completely <laughs> going crazy, and she says, she says, you need to learn to be able to talk while doing this. <clears throat> she says, I had a casual conversation with you the entire time I cast that ritual. Do you realize how much concentration that requires? Because if you're going to use this right, thing right quite a bit since you apparently haven't shared your back bed with anyone for a thousand years. <laughs> Do we just turn the volume off louder on this snow battle? I know. Sam's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, got, I get no sound. Which one do I plug it into? Ah. He's like, don't worry, the orcs are on their way. It's about to be a royale. Um. Yeah, tents are on fire now, by the way. Tents are on fire. Water tents. She says, uh, and then she continues, continues whispering to Ren as she continues her instruction. All her instructions are in whispers. As she sort of whispers more instructions about how to uh, shape his mind. And before long, you see cattle running off a cliff. On the, on the main screen? As she pats his back and she's excited and it kind of makes the image shift and then he is able to bring it back. And uh, so she says, "She says, good, good, good. That's that's it." And uh, and then you can hear the noise as if the you know the the scrying <sighs> marker is actually picking up the sound as well as you can hear it. And then not just hear it, but you can swear that you can feel the breeze and the uh, and the moisture in the air of this place as the image starts growing even more, as if almost as if to take up your whole vision, but it's not actually there. And you uh, so immersed in it that it uh, that you can you can see all see and feel like and smell and taste all details Ew, I don't want of, to taste any of this it. image although you are clearly still in the observatory can yeah, interact with it as Ren has made it the most um, the most you know vivid do <clears throat> do the cows that we are watching walk themselves off the cliff um, are they Looking like they're in some kind of mad frenzy going are they on. No. Or are they just like da, 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 they're walking slowly, walking eating some grass, and you Doing see one good. of them just walks off and it doesn't like moo as it falls or anything. It just kind of falls and you hear a crunch as its uh, as its bones crack and then Cows the move. splattering noise. Hamburger. As Ren's able to move the marker and just see that the ground is just there's complete blood stain at the bottom with cow carcasses in a huge pile. 
Ren kind of mutters under his breath. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, Hugh says to Frida, um, can you make detections from here? I know Ren often is able to identify the weave and able to see what kind of spells or things are going on. Can you do that from here remotely, or are we... We have says, to go there. I can, and I have tried. There doesn't seem to be any sort of direct enchantment or charm on these uh, on these beasts. It is as if their very nature has been changed to not understand what they're doing. Hmm. Says animals like this, they they function on instinct alone. It it doesn't make any sense. I mean, such spells are not unheard of, but. Uh, but I should be able to detect it if it were so. Dale would definitely give it up. Perhaps there's some problem in the uh, divine realm of things. Whoever is the uh, Lord care- of caretaker of... I think in more animals or nature in general. <laughs> if there were a disturbance there. Dale was looking at the, at the cows themselves, very much studying them. And the fact strikes him as very odd is the fact that it just seems like it's this one thing that's off. Like, it's not like there's any other thing that might suggest anything is out of the ordinary right. except for they're walking off a cliff, which is a huge thing. <laughs> I mean, they're completely normal cows, and, you know, even, like, even like as Damon... Yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a, a place in the world that Damon is familiar with through his travels, and he, he sees kind of, like, markings of their, their, their kind of migratory roots uh, kind of on the plants that kind of stick to their fur, and just every indication of the things that these cows doing is completely normal, except for that they're throwing themselves off a cliff. And that strikes him as, you know, a pretty, uh, a pretty significant indication of, like, uh, uh, Frida said, some sentient kind of, like, impact. Because in nature, he knows that there's nothing that go- that happens that doesn't in- immediately influence many other things. So, that strikes him as very, very odd, and he points that out to people. Ren is glad that the party hung around, because they didn't actually have to come here to check this out, but dealing with the ways of nature and stuff like that is not his fort. And yes. so, well, he is... going to drive, and the rest of the people have to sing songs along the way. <laughs> so, he's glad that they're here to throw in their two cents. And she, uh, and she says, I can teach you each to use it. And then, all of a sudden, her attention snaps away in mid-sentence as she looks over to another side of the sphere and then she says she says what did you do just now? Uh, he says this, I, you did this, this I, just I, that. what did I do? what what happened over there? I wasn't looking she kind of she shakes her head and she says it must have been nothing and, she, and then she continues to whisper uh, whisper instructions on, on how to kind of move it around she says let me show you another area and as she's explaining instructions, all of a sudden her tension snaps away again. As she said, uh, she says, "That time you did that." What? Do it again. Says, ah. Do it again. Friend says, notice? "Ah." Does anyone else notice? You notice her saying this. Friend yeah. says, "Ah." You don't notice what she's talking about. You didn't figure out that little bit, did you? She said. Uh, she looks at him with complete seriousness, and she says, "She says, tell me what you did." Ren says, yeah, I was just kidding, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, I think, I think she's really upset. She looks, uh, she looks concerned, but then the, the concern uh, leaves her face. And she says, okay, oh, okay. And then 
Okay. So what was it that you just saw? It says, I don't know, it was out of the corner of my eye. I must have been imagining it. Damn, let's run do it again. Let's keep doing it. Again. As Ren continues it. to move it. Damn, he really thinks that Ren did something. Again, with her attention. Enough, gone through lying, snapped. and then that was the truth. Her attention is snapped away suddenly. A third time. A third time. And she says, wait, wait, something is wrong. And then she just, already having her hands on Ren's shoulders, yanks him out of the control area. Ren's like, <laughs> and then what the she hell? steps into what, it. What's wrong? Steps into it herself, and as she does so, the display that you see is unlike anything that you have ever seen before. Thousands of images moving around all at once, but not uncontrolled like uh, like like Lincoln's was. Not a shuffle, but uh, completely deliberately. You can see that each of the thousand images is a completely deliberate attempt. But then. You see in this vast multitude of screens at once, her eyes widening with alarm. You see hundreds of tiny images covering the expanse of the observatory, but now you see that some of the images are flickering into darkness, one by one, as, uh, as more and more of it are going black. Her voice quakes with fear as she makes frantic movements with her hands, pulling up row after row of rapidly disappearing images. It's not a problem with the observatory, they're just going dark! And she starts pointing to them. I don't sense the significance of this. Uh, he looks at the images that are going dark to see if... What are they? Like... Is it like a light switch? Like, it's like a click? black screen or something? Or Yeah, it just goes goes black as the as it then you see that she replaces it with another image that she's pulling from <clears throat> the um, the hundreds of images Ren all around says, the sphere. Ren says, this doesn't mean that they're ceasing to exist, does it? Is it just nighttime there? She, not responding at all, she pulls up uh, a larger image of um, Astrozalian, the Aladrin city of starlight, which um, you recognize the city. It's famous. Its magnificent white walls are crumbling as if under immense pressure, cracking and tumbling into great chasms of raging fire. Briefly, you can see the Aladrin people struggling to escape, making no attempt to defend their beloved city as they flee. And then, without warning, the image sputters into darkness. Ren says, what? I swear I didn't do that. And he looks over at Hugh and says, You know where the crown is, don't you? Yes. Things disappearing are very crownish. Insight 19. The crown. Uh, the, the, these are being destroyed as if by force and, and, and chaotic energies. It's not. Uh, or you're, you're talking about the images. Um. Yeah. Uh, For all Ren knows, I mean, things yeah. are just blinking gone. I mean, it's- she continues to pull up uh, row after row of images as they are disappearing as she's clearly struggling to try to find more images that uh, have any sort of meaning. What are each of you doing during this? Damon's watching. He's, he's looking at what, what... I mean, he's just kind of overcome by visual stimulus, and that kind of has him rooted to the spot a little bit. I mean, instinctually, he got he's got the... Uh, handle of Ushehi gripped pretty tightly. He the cow vision was real enough that he would for sure feel like somehow he might be thrust into one of these situations. But other than that, he's just looking, seeing like what amount of all the images that are going by are turning dark. Like we're talking about like closing in on half, or like every hundred frames, or I don't know. Brandis feeling, I think, probably equally powerless in the situation. Does the only thing he's really good at. She's drawing a sword. And 
kind of gets in his stance a little bit and is like ready to go, but can't actually help. Uh, great stance. Huge. Looks at the images and tries to see if he can see some sort of a pattern, if he can recognize the locations. Are they all disappearing in a particular location, or is there no pattern to be seen? Uh, as Hugh looks, it's hard to see for the images. You know, they go blank without warning. You know, you can just see them out of the peripheral vision. You know, you can try to watch one for a while, but it doesn't go blank. But you see several others, and as your vision shifts to them, they're already blank by the time you get there. And uh, and you see Frida is having the same frustration as she is pulling up hundreds of images. And then suddenly, uh, on a larger image, she points and gasps as the Shadowfell city of Gloomrot is swallowed up by a cavernous sinkhole of flame and molten stone, enveloping the entire land and its inhabitants in a matter of seconds. And then black. What is Ren doing? Ren is uh, holding back the crap that he's about to do in his pants because... Uh, a, he's worried. I mean, he knows that he didn't do it because this is strictly a an observation deck. But strictly an observation. From how Frida kind of chastised him a little bit and then threw him back from the controls, he's like, "Holy crap!" And uh, he knows it would mean working overtime. Yeah, and watching this kind of devastation happen on all planes and levels is. Uh, a bit unnerving and he knows that for something like this to be happening that takes immense power and he is nervous that Darren cocks his head to the side and says this happening now? after all this time talk suddenly another image the astral giants of Sham are frozen in the melted sand of the white desert, encased in the crystalline tombs of melted glass. Burning sands swirl into the wound, uh, into the wound carved across Celestia's sky, engulfing the astral sea in its wake as the world collapses. The astral sea just got tested. So yeah, like now, like this just happened right now. We're doing it now. She now. says, "I don't know anything," and then she's continuing to just move around. What is Aurora doing during all this? She's torn. It's it's a very clear expression on her face of is so, concern about what's happening, what she's seeing, and also there's there's a glimmer of panic as the only thing that she's thinking of right now is Toral and the uh, material realm. Because she hasn't seen anything of, of the material realm yet. Brandis whoops out one of the many speaking stones we now have. Where's, says, where's your speaking stone held? All of Brandis is gone. Damage is in his mask. Oh, nice. Brandis has one there, too. Uh, <laughs> yes! No, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's on his, uh, it's on his, on his gauntlet here. Colton says, Tumblin, can you hear me? Not knowing if we've had experience of calling in and out of wherever this is, because it seems pretty far off. Tumblin here is a little, a chime, which is specifically tied to when Francis is using the speaking stone. But there is no response. As, uh, as Frida says, there's no use, that won't work. You're contributing? Yeah. And she says, this this is important. 
possible? How could... And then she's moving it around, and then your attention snaps to the realm of the devils, Bator, the Nine Hells. Ren recognizes it. Hmm. The planet-like structure seems to bask in a bright, warm light, as though a great burst of sun were enveloping the outer shell of the Nine Hells. The sphere shudders and cracks, and a mighty groan erupting from the plain as what was once there is now gone with only the faintest motes of land left behind to show there had once been anything there at all. And then, uh, blackness on that image. Bren... As in all of Vator is gone? Brandis asks Frida... Sorry, you guys didn't know? Ren lets out a deep breath, because on the one hand, whoa, sweet, I don't have to do any <laughs> ass-kissing for Belle anymore, but on the other hand, it's like... Oops. With no help. Well, crap, now what happens? Ugh. You still go there. Back to square one. Brenda says, can this... He's genuinely concerned about this. Says, can you observe this actual space? Does this space exist on the same level as these other places? Um, Which space are you referring well, to? What, what the planar observatory. Says, we can observe the planar observatory here, with your eyes. Can you use the planar observatory to see it? That would cause Damn a recursive... Like, <laughs> She, I, you, I think he's trying to see if there's some way to check to see if the images were saying she yeah, quickly are pulls happening up, now. She qu- quickly pulls up an image as you can see the golden sphere from uh, an image of the golden sphere that you are inside. And uh, as the image quickly moves, as the scrying sensor moves, you can see into the uh, you can see into the doorway and see yourselves. Does move to see if it moves live. Yeah, I mean, he's excellent. Uh, that's really bad then if all those things just got tested. Also means that we're. The planar observatory shakes beneath your feet as the entire realm seems to quake. A sudden look of panic sparks in Frida's eyes. No, 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 this can't be! As she's continuing to try to uh, move around. What? Ren asks, what? What? <laughs> She says, it seems like another more violent jolt rocks the sphere with such force that you are forced to hold onto the handrails on the sides of the platforms to avoid being flung off of it. I'm not sure what's happening. Because if we don't find a way out of here soon, and then you see one of the uh, one of the many surfaces that images are, are, are displayed on, the, the tiles detaches from its surface and falls to the ground with a crash like the sound of... Thick glass shattering. Damon kind of grabs Frida and says, You're a way out of here. Yeah. Let's go. Ren doesn't even wait for that. He starts trying to mimic the portal spell that he watched her do. <laughs> even though he didn't totally catch the beginning of it because he was Ren's talking. Man action. Uh, he starts trying to piece it together and doing it himself. How successful was he? Uh, he's trying to do exactly what he's, he's trying to use that portal the... that she used to get in. He's trying to use it to get back out again. He's trying to cast the same sort of ritual. Yeah. Um, Ren uh, tries, but the continuing quaking, and then one of the panels falls off directly above him, and he's forced to leap back to avoid it hitting him. As you realize that this place is coming apart, he says, "I'll try to get us out of here." Frida says. But as the place is falling apart, you realize that it is going to take all of you. Yes. Where's... As the observatory itself is clearly falling apart. 
What do you do? Pick a skill. Skill challenge. Is there something on the line for this, or...? Your lives? Your lives are on the line. <laughs> yeah. PK, well that's on the line. Fair enough. Uh, Little did you know this is a one-shot tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. The epic destiny that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, Daleman is, uh... Seeing Stoyla and Ren engaged in arcane fix, this, fix what's broken action... Uh, decides that he will be, uh, he'll help buy them as much time as he can. Immediately, Ushehi extends the shadowy blade, and out of the wind itself, Lace of Grief materializes in his other hand. Launching himself above, he begins to batter, uh, and, and press all falling objects and debris away from, uh, the two... Uh, magic users who are trying to, uh, I guess, hang on to this pedestal that it itself has begun to uh, quake and vibrate violently. So, here's athletics. Ooh. Oh, wait. Thanks for reroll. Better. Um, it's going to be. Woo! <laughs> so, 32 rounds. Okay. 40 successes. Uh, it is a 33. It's a 33. At level 21, you are looking for a 35 for the hard DC. No, then it's 33, so I get one. It'll be one. Place it. Oh dear. Healing surges are at risk here, as well as other things you're not sure about, because you're trying to get out of here. Ren, uh, Frida is just, like, kind of... In meltdown mode. I mean, she is having... This has been her home for the last thousand years, and she is having a freakout and is basically non-functional right now. And he grabs her, and even though she's taller than he is right now, just slaps her across the face and says, Focus, woman! In an attempt to intimidate her to get her to get back in the game. So that's... That's a 40. Yes. 40? That'll be two successes. Nice. I am red. I'm going to go staggered. All right. Yeah. And it works. As uh, you saw that Frida was just kind of panicking the sight of this place that she has spent a thousand years in, almost stunning her. As Ren, bringing her back to reality, she says, Yes, okay, okay. As she starts manipulating the screens and uh, you see the image of Thunderstrike brought up. Tara makes an effort to stabilize the planar observatory using her divine magics to fuse some of the plates going up the inside of the sphere just to stabilize it for just long enough so that she doesn't get run over or um, squashed by more falling plates. With a 38. 38. The 38 is two successes. Nice. It's 26, 35, 45. Um, and Aurora does this as she can feel, see that one of the plates was to come free directly above the panel, but her, um, but her magic's holding it at bay allowing Frida to continue to do this. And as she does so, she's looking at Thunderstrike with the image is sort of quaking and, uh, and shivering as she's having trouble 
keeping it locked on. Uh, my thing is wrong. It's saying I only have a 32 Intimidate. I actually have a 38, so that should have been a 46. Okay. You're so, sure? It's not doubling up on items? I'm positive. It was 38 a week ago. Okay. Uh, I, I have to look at this now, but anyway, it should be... 38 huge, man. I take a look at it. Alright. Brandis, as the, um... As Frida is interfacing with the system, focusing on it, she cannot be bothered with getting out of the way as not just one, but several of the panels all connecting on one full arm of the edge of the sphere shake and begin to slowly lean down. Not in an immediate crashing fashion, but they are coming down and will threaten to crush everyone on this part of the platform. Brandis runs over, sometimes just has to use his raw power, and holds it up. Lacking the ability to fully shove it off as it has nowhere to go, he holds it for as long as he can with an endurance check. Do it. 32. Yeah, which Eric, just back it off again. Okay. Is one success? That's one success. success. One success, yeah. Um, we're not getting very far. Yeah. yeah. Two rounds. Uh, so we have me and one more round of everybody to get to there. Yeah. <laughs> also have action points and dailies. Yeah, yeah, we probably ought to have used those the first round. Well, you can only use them once anyways. You, might as you well can use a daily each time. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those you can use what? All right. You can use a daily each time. Okay, oh, so yeah. Hugh... Kind of didn't notice how far that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said 40? I thought you meant 14. Yeah, okay. Um, so 45 is the 3? 45 is to get 3, yeah. Okay. So that's... Um, Hugh, um, seeing a, using his excellent perception skills, uh, to identify which panels are most likely to fall, being able to see which ones are beginning to shake and tumble, um, suddenly a vast array begins to fall at once, and he draws deep within himself to let loose a heroic barrage of arrows, um, Shattering them all, still falling on the group a little bit, but just bits of stuff rather than entire plates. Hail, not so, boulders. Yes, yeah, so it uses Blood of the Fallen, level 10 utility, and does perception. That's 15, so that's 27. So 37, 42 plus 10. Right, 20. Three? Three successes. As Hughes' attempt works, and uh, the group is uh, showered with little bits of the uh, bits of the panel as they harmlessly fall all around. <coughs> Maybe some cuts and scrapes, but certainly not smashed to bits. As Frida holding the image of Thunderstrike. All of a sudden, the panel she was using to focus this image detaches and falls off, and you see a great um, like tear through the the uh, sphere itself. 
as you can tell, the sphere is beginning to come apart in huge cracks. That's what it is, a big crack. As she uh, just lets out a scream, as then she pulls up an image again from another one of the uh, sequences. And she says, I'm drawing, I'm drawing! As if people were yelling at her, even though they weren't. Damn it, you kick it up a notch. Uh, familiar with... It's not like you go in guns blazing every time. And... Daleman, as well as the rest of the group, know when people start to use more and more of the resources, techniques, and abilities. Daleman just sees it, it just elevate one notch with what Hugh did, and he realizes it's time to tap in the power and just start making some bold strides. And noticing the dent in uh, in uh, the fender of Miss Frida's nice new ride here, he figures it's time to uh, it's time to take some bold action. And uh, beginning to swirl the uh, the winds that he has he has brought to this place in a mighty slashing tornado, he uh, unleashes the vortex on the ceiling itself, ripping it away and ending the problem of any falling debris permanently. Because now there's nothing above them but this uh, panorama of stars that has been painted for aesthetic purposes, but now it seems to be just kind of like bleeding and melting a little bit as it destabilizes. So I'm using my level 20 daily. So that'll be three. Three successes. Yeah. Okay. As he... Can we get action pointing? Tears the roof off his place. Hasten is in here with you as well, doing what he does best, which is standing there completely silent, not flinching as he is looking around, waiting for the perfect time to lend his assistance. He can give you a retroactive plus 10 bonus to one of your rolls. Sweet. If you give him an appropriately awesome description. Who would like to appropriately awesome? Um, an extra do you want to action point? Um, I was going to count it up before I made the decision. Why doesn't someone... you got to do it now. ...do hasten? Yeah, I'm going to figure out how much we have left, and then I'll make no, it. No, you have to action point. You do hasten. Hasten is... you got an action point on your turn. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm going to figure out how much we okay, have left. Okay, so figure it out right now. It's still your turn. Right. So, right, so someone, I'm saying... Someone can do Hasten's plus 10 retroactive thing you need counting. To do, you need plus 10 to your roll? You already got three. I don't. Yeah, so you said someone... He wants to count these numbers while someone else talks. Yeah. Okay, so someone else talks, but Hasten is not doing anything right now. You already right. got plus three. Giving a plus 10 to your roll. I'm not, 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 not going to use it. I'm saying, why doesn't someone else apply it? Hasten's okay, bonus. You can't apply it to one of those. You said retroactive. Oh, you said retroactive. That's why I... Were. So Re- retroactive means a plus bonus after you roll, rather than having to declare before. Gotcha. Not that retroactive means some turn. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, I understand. Let it's me not just clear. One, two, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. I didn't know how long these things were. Okay, okay. So, so we each get forty. Oh, that is exactly forty. So we have twenty-eight. So we each get three. Well, minus yours, we'll get to fifteen. Uh, if everybody action points, we'll probably make it. Maybe. I can't score a three. I can get yeah, can one Unless, yeah, unless I use a daily. I, I, I plan on using dailies, but. Yeah. I admire your guys' skills. I really do. I. What about if you if you have Hasten on you, then. I'm happy to action that'll, point. That'll, he'll pick up I'm, whatever. I'm happy to action, take one action point to save two or three healing surges. Yeah, I'll action point yeah. and. Uh, so. Um, as. As Damon tears the roof off of this place. He, um, uh, 
the winds kind of like crack the, sh- the 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 top of the shell, and he flies up the eye of the of the the hurricane as he stands as he as he kind of stands suspended at the uh, at the apex of the 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 break in the roof, and just begins to push and push outward as the the vortex spins more and more and begins to just crack the shell open like a large golden Easter egg. Um, leaving the, them standing on a pedestal surrounded by floating screens alone in this void. This scares me. It's a, he doesn't know what's beyond the cracking walls. I mean, it's a, it's a large... It's a bit of a gamble. Is there air in there? You don't know. I'm going to do... You don't to an planet. Yes. Okay. That'll be a 40. So... You need a 45. Yeah, so I got two. Alright. Put them two up. Blah, blah. Frida's still struggling to uh, to hold the image. She says, I've almost got it! Um... I can go get it. I can go now. Alright. Cool. Um, Hugh, as Frida's saying, she... Has almost got it. Um, suddenly, there is a this something fails within the mechanism of the device, and Freddy yells, "No!" And then she yells, "That panel! There's a bypass!" And Hugh, being recalling the last time we were here, something of the mechanism of this device quickly runs over to it, um, tearing open the panel and attempting to make sense of the mechanisms within. He's doing a thievery check. Alright. Repair it. And he will blow. Uh, blow that one. It's a little big, but yeah. That's one plus 15. So. 13. Cool. That's even 40 plus the 15 gives it 3. Alright. That's 3 there. And then he was reminded of the uh, reminded of the vault and the various you know strange sorts of devices he had looked in then so long ago. As the memories all come rushing back, as he's trying to figure out how to stabilize, and then Frida shows up, shouts out, "Whatever you're doing, it's helping!" As she's uh, continuing to hold it, and you can see some energy swirling around the image. As you can tell, she's trying to uh, form the portal. Excellent. And then suddenly, as just as he gets them connected back together, a large number of panels begin to collapse before him, and he has to move quickly to get out of the way to avoid being crushed. So he'll do acrobatics and a little daily on this one as well. So that's more than enough. All right, moving three more. Sweet. You effortlessly, actually with great effort. Great um, effort. But he makes it look effortless. That's makes it look true. effortlessly. Only he knows that it costs him a bit. That it costs him a bit. Does he get out of the way of uh, that which would harm him? Yeah. He may have trained something in that. Next. Brandis holding up the. Um, holding up with every bit of his strength the collapsing side of the planar observatory sees that. Another one falls from the opposite side, and you hear Brandis 
as he stre- stretches his strength between the two and is might, might just barely be at the limit of his physical ability, something that has not happened once in the last ten years. Um, using hobbling cut against those walls, um, and an athletics check that I um, so, Brandon struggles to keep the room from collapsing in on itself. This will be this plus nine. Is 34. Might as well take the 10. Uh, um, one short. I think you're going to take the 10. You get one. I mean, the 10 will never give you more than one. Yeah. It's worth it. Yes, um. No, if you're below, mo- if you're below medium. Um, Brandon is at the. I get the 35. Brandis is at the limit of his physical ability. No longer is anyone is no longer is anyone actually near the underside of these. So Hasten? Hasten. Hasten does not waste his strength pulling them up. With lightning like speed, he darts in one side, Brandis not even seeing him there, and darts in the other, yanking Brandis out of under these collapsing panels, which then balance on each other. As, which is fine, and Brannis feels a little bit silly that he was holding up in the first place. Brannis and the group is now safe. That is two. Brannis will then action point. Um, I need a mini for haste. Think about your action point, though. Your action point probably could save more than two healing surges in combat. In combat? I mean, think about it just before you act. I have a daily that. Do we, do we know? Five healing surges. There's no way I've never spent it. Do we yeah, know for certain that it, you know, this no, is healing surges or like this is forty healing surges? <laughs> healing surges and something else and and, and more so, and consequences. Yeah, I just think I think no, I, think I would definitely think to consider the value. Of the I'm looking for excuses not to use it, so you just gave me one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Brandis rests, he's crushing someone for fifty or sixty damage. Oh, yeah. oh, I just got a new feed. Oh, it's really good. Like, yeah. Um, so we yeah. Okay. That's all. Oh, you didn't actually point. I did not actually point. Gotcha. Alright. So, Aurora is trying to keep this place together, but sometimes it's also that you have to keep the people in it together. And she knows his, uh, as friend, as, um, Ren sometimes does when he gets a little frustrated or freaked out, um, starts yelling at, at Frida in an attempt to help her, but in his own way, he just ends up uh, really rattling her, and so Aurora makes her makes her effort uh, focusing on simultaneously calming down both Frida and Ren, which takes uh, a daily power worth of energy to do that. Either one of them, it's it's a bit of a stretch, and, and now she's trying to like relax both of them a little bit and let, allow them to focus the more. Ren. <laughs> She's trying though. The red um, will not be contained. Oh yeah, and I already did all my math here. Um, so she rolled a seven, but the daily gives her a nineteen. In addition to that, plus the twenty-four is a fifty total. Shazam! Oh, yeah, rolling in, rolling ahead is nice. Yes. The wound. Treat. All right. It's it's the kind of diplomacy that involves a teeny bit of. Uh, so we're like at twenty-five. Extra so extra divine push. Yeah. Uh, and as she does so, it helps Frida concentrate as you see the swirling energies stabilize in front to, uh, to start forming a portal. And she says, 
It's almost ready. We're gonna have to jump through. Now? Not yet. No, 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 no. I'd kill you if you went now. As she's <laughs> continuing to move her hands You're and, and such as moving around in the uh, in the observatory. Okay. You're doing just, an action point? Just say when. Um... I could. Just think about your action point. If it can, if it's if two or three healing surges is worth it, then do it. If you think you can do more in combat, and maybe hang on to it. That's. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I'm not saying you well, should necessarily do that. Yeah, she'll hold on to it then. Um, we have a mystery box situation going. I love here. mystery boxes though. I love mystery boxes. Um. Okay. Yeah, she'll. she'll, she'll and uh. It up before to regret, so. And as Aurora is exhausted from containing the raw power that is Ren, we still have Ren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ren's the last one. Uh, I believe you. You can Ren. see the deck of Thunderstrike start to become uh, visible through the portal as it's just like sort of nice. slowly fading in, but you see that the image is jittering and breaking. Uh, constantly as she's uh, struggling to hold on when suddenly a piece from above smashes the uh, smashes the platform right no. next to where she was standing as she screams and falls backwards onto her back as you see the, the glow has left her as uh, she's no longer in control of it and, and she screams and points and she says, no, no, no! And you can see that the portal is still there, but it is unstable. Ren, what are you doing? Grab her! <clears throat> Ren, uh, <laughs> Ren was having a freak out. I mean, like, the place was coming apart. We don't know what's beyond the walls. It could just be space, and now all the air is gone. Uh, we could be underground, and now all of a sudden the earth's gonna come pouring in. He, he was having kind of a freak out here. A lot um, of bad possibilities so, on the mind. Aurora kind of smacked some sense into him and he stopped for just a second and he took a deep breath and he kind of had to give himself a little bit of a pep talk and a little bit of a boost to uh, calm himself down and focus his energy. So he's going to do a diplomacy check on himself. Oh, nice. And using a uh, daily to give myself a boost in diplomacy and stuff, rolled a 46. At the same time, after he kind of regains control of his faculties, he sees one of these uh, massive panels break loose and start to fall right over where uh, Frida had now fallen to uh, and immediately reacts, turning himself once again into a massive dragon. What was the dragon move? The dragon move is amazing. Turns himself into a massive dragon. And for being such a huge dragon, he can move pretty fast. And stands right above where Frida is lying on the ground, letting the panel just fall right on his back and slide off as if it was nothing. Wow. Then, you know, it took all of his power to be able to deflect that blow. And then he turns back into Ren. And that was going to be... Okay, so that's going to be a... I should have looked at that, the level of the daily first. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a 19. So, this is going to be... Save the damsel. Arcana check. So, 41 and 19 is a 60. 
As Frida is protected, you see tear. Now you can see that tears are streaming down her eyes, uh, streaming down her face, coming from her eyes as uh, as she is just kind of pointing at where the control area of this observatory used to be, but it is just cracked and broken. And you can see the sphere, the large cracks growing wider. And then she sort of snaps out of it for a moment. She stands up and. Uh, and you see her uh, close her eyes as she is trying to channel as much energy into the portal as possible. You can see through the portal the deck of Thunderstrike one moment, then all of a sudden the snowy, uh, um, uh, peaks, snow-capped peaks of, uh, of some mountain, and then all of a sudden a fiery wasteland, and then back to deck of Thunderstrike as it is shifting around. You see more and more of the observatory is falling down all around you. It does not look like it will last more than uh, another several seconds. Time to go. Aurora jumps through. Aurora just leaps through. When she sees the thunder strike. She says, she says, this is as good as it's going to get, as she's, uh, as she's holding it as best she can. You hear Damon saying, Th- Thunderstrike, mountain, lava, Thunderstrike, mountain, lava, Thunderstrike, mountain, lava, yeah! <laughs> and go and jump through as he tries to pretend there's a rhythm to it, what's going on. Yes. For just clearly, mental poise. For clearly it, it is uh, pretending for it. It is, you know, just changing between all sorts of different scenes. Hard to, uh, hard to... Actually anticipate. To act- actually anticipate. In fact... At many times, it feels like you can see the deck of Thunderstrike at the same time as you see the fiery wasteland, as uh, there's just kind of half and half there, and then all of a sudden it goes back to one, and it's just completely unpredictable. Brandon sacrifices timing for just sprinting straight at it. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> That's an interesting trade off. It's like crossing the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you're going is out there. Yes, quickly. It's got to be faster. Hugh and Ren. Uh, Hugh gestures to Ren to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ren, Ren looks and says, Okay, don't have to be told twice. And runs through. And right as he's about to jump through, hesitates at the last second because it's Lava. switched. And then switched again. And he's like... And then just closes his eyes and jumps through and hopes for the best. Frida looks at you and she just says, See you on the other side. As he runs through, uh, grabbing her hand as he does so, pulling her along with her. Uh, and she she goes along as uh, she's uh, through a split second after uh, split second after Hugh, as you can hear uh, more of it collapsing behind you, and Hugh glimpses at the last second another crack. This time, not through the sphere, but behind that, through the very fabric of what makes this uh, of what makes this place that the observatory is in, as you saw, pure blackness spilling in, as if uh, the nothingness between the planes was starting to just drown the observatory. Crazy. And then blackness. Oh, we, got, we hit with the wrong panels. We're on the black panel. We got black paneled. Got so black guys. Panels. Number of surges lost? Nine. Indeed. 
So guys, now we're in the void. It's nice in here. You dream no dreams. I sleep no sleeps. That was so weird having it be silent. I didn't like it. You awaken with a headache pounding mercilessly in your skull. Your ears are ringing. Your throat is parched and dry. Your body aches as though you have not moved in some time, posed in some awkward position as you slept. You feel the cold hardness of iron bars at your back, and as your senses return to you, the cage you are in comes to focus. As your companions, and a few others you do not recognize. The cage jostles and bumps uh, on the back of what you realize must be some massive creature, uh, kicking up choking clouds of red dust as it uh, as it skitters forward in a line stretching in both directions like an endless river. Looking up into the dusky red sky, you see the sun blazing hotly overhead, though as you watch, motionless, it suddenly becomes clear that the sun is not traveling in its usual familiar arc, instead weaving unpredictably almost ambling towards what would usually be south, making it impossible to tell what time it may be. For a moment, the ground is darkened by a huge shadow, and as you peer up, you see a massive moat of earth, what must be miles above, drift lazily across the sky, eclipsing the sun for a few seconds before disappearing beyond a jagged mountain range. In the cage with you, besides yourselves, are a halfling, a human, and a half-elf. The first two look at you with sympathy and a little more than and more than a little curiosity, though the female half-elf manages only a scornful glance in your direction. Aside from her terrible attitude, she actually is quite lovely in appearance, although they all appear to have been captives for some time now. Are they injured? Uh Injured as you would expect uh, uh, captives to be, but not uh, but not wounded as if. Uh, mm. Damn, it tastes the red dust. Does it taste familiar? Um. <laughs> he was mentioning red dust earlier. A lot. Yeah, it's um, it it does. It has a, a similar sort of um. A similar sort of taste, but also mixed with uh, mixed with something foreign to him, mm. as if familiar but still quite foreign. Thorin says, "It seems like we're in the chaos," and kind of rolls over, but not knowing because there's this foreign element. Or looks at him like wide-eyed, immediately feels for her hammer. Your hammer is not on you. And then she looks at these other people. You're still wearing your armor. Your main equipment, but all of your valuables, your crown, your uh, anything crown. that will look, look immediately, um, you know, like precious jewels and such, have been taken, as well as your weapons, hmm. presumably by your captors. But your armor is on, as if they hoisted you into this cage, and uh, they. Hmm. So it's not like we just magically appeared here and we're totally geared. Well, you don't have your weapons and such. Do I still have my team strike tattoo? Yeah. Rings. Good. The rings are removed. Okay. I like my rings. Anyway, but Aurora's not that interested in everyone else's gear. Uh, 
she has she has her primary objective, Hammer. Finding mm. that missing. Ren tries to kind of noticing this and not wanting to tip his hand as to how powerful he actually is, kind of fakes it and is like, Oh my head. I I don't even remember where I am where am I? And he says it to the uh and he says it to the other people, and this is... I'm going to actually do a bluff check on this one. Nice. 38. Even though you really don't know where you are. I really so don't, but I'm... not really bluffing. And spell but I'm trying to maybe see if they'll be like, uh, yeah, you're on such and such. Duh. The, where else would you be? He's selling his vulnerability. You're having yeah. a dream. Duh. <laughs> I had no dream. The half, uh, the, the half-elf in the corner just kind of looks over and says... A cage. And she just looks back. Brandis I says out like loud. <laughs> Damon Brown says it was. It hurt more leaving than it did going there. I hate cages. Is Frida here? Yes. Frida and uh, and Hasten. How's uh, Hasten looking? Hasten is just starting to wake up uh, slightly after all of you. As he is uh, just looking around and then just doing what you've seen him done a thousand times, taking in, taking in his surroundings, calculating, looking, uh, just bad. looking around. Hugh, uh, Hugh takes a moment to observe the surroundings as well, seeing, trying to see where he is, and uh, asks Frida, "You've probably seen more places than most of us have heard of. Any clues to where this might be?" Who, do you, who are you asking directly? Frida. Uh, one of the other guys. He also does a perception check. She looks and she says, "It's not familiar to me." And then uh, the the male human just looks and he says, "We haven't traveled that far since they found you." He says, "We're still uh, where you were left." And where was that? He says, "He says, do we really have names for any of these places anymore?" Aurora tilts her head a little bit and she goes, what do you mean? He says, man, whatever knocked you guys out must have uh, hit you pretty hard. She says, humor me. He says, you were all unconscious when our lovely uh, captors ran across you. They hoisted you up, took your valuables, and put you in this cage. He says, we've only been walking for another... 30 minutes before uh, you all came to? The greater name of this location would be... Ren gets tired of beating around the bush and he goes, Jeez, you go. What realm, what plane, what, where are we? Ren just says, How long ago was the spell plague? He looks at you. And he gives uh, the answer you're used to. What, a hundred and... I don't know it off the top of my head. He gives the answer that you would consider correct. That's what I'm looking for. Ren says, ah, yes, that long. hundred and some odd years. He says, he he looks back at the dwarf and he says, "Uh, I believe that this was once uh, part of the frozen north. He says, it's been hard to tell. Uh, Frozen North is 
Does that name sound no familiar to Ren at all? The yeah, it's north is like Narfel and yeah. Rashomon and yeah, yeah, it's in Faerun. That's, that's, that. that's a place. Oh, okay. it's the material. Vasa and all that. Like, location on Toril. Location in Faerun. Yeah. Uh, Hugh. <laughs> or just gets all. Tries to confirm as any sort of per landmarks he may recognize in the distance or anything like that. Uh, oh, that, that was a, that's a fourteen. So. We don't need to really waste time with rolls right now. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Hugh's looking what? around to see if he can. Hugh does indeed, uh, having traveled very far and wide, uh, you know, these last ten years, searching for places and, and learning. He sees uh, one of the uh, one of the formations of sort of mountain off in the distance does indeed match the telltale uh, the telltale sign of one of the the mountains, it's in, mountains. in the frozen Although north. Now it's. Probably uh, not so frozen. No, it's not at all. It's uh, it's it's red and uh, and barren, and the mountains that should be next to it are not there. And it's earthworms. You can see he basically sees a piece of what he is familiar, but the surroundings of it don't make any sense at all. Ren walks over and examines. Uh, no the, walking. You're in or, a very small just, cage. just uh, turns around and looks at the. What is the cage made out of that we're in? Uh, the cage is made out of some sort of extremely tough, uh, sort of iron, but, uh, he can tell that it's tougher than the, uh, than the iron is used to. Perhaps felt iron. And looking around outside, how many <laughs> captors do we have? Looking around outside. How many are in the caravan? Ren sees that whatever they on the back of, for so, one side of your, uh, of your cage is actually solid. You can't see the direction you're moving, the only direction you've come from. As Ren looks over the side, he sees uh, multiple massive spider-like hairy legs that uh, that the creature that you are on the back of uh, that they belong to. Yeah. Do we, do we, does Ren recognize the creature? That, or, yeah, and then looking knows. around, you see several uh, bipedal creatures that have... Uh, that have uh, large horns and walk with uh, uh, almost a. Uh, they look like you know they're not they're not any humanoid that uh, that Ren is used to, but uh, he remembers from his studies that they are some sort of demon, and there are several of them, uh, and then there could be more up to the front that, that you cannot see. Ren's hatred for demons. I mean, he already didn't like them, but now that he's been hanging with Bell more and more. His hatred has grown immensely, and he spits on the floor of the cage, and he just mutters under his breath, "Demons." Bad for the home team now. No, I'm sorry. It's not. Um, it's not bipedal guys. It, it, he does sense it as uh, a distinctly abyssal. What he sees is far more disturbing. Uh, walking along is what look, appears to be um, the skin of humans, but they are but they are bulging and moving as if there is something underneath the skin. Animating them, as you can see, you can see the distinct uh, sort of snake-like pattern of the movement, as if there are uh, hundreds of snakes inside the uh, the skin. torn-off skin of a human, and there are there you know that you can see five of these sorts of creatures just sort of walking a strange mockery of. Uh, is there still the spider things too? Also the spider things, yeah. Gotcha. Instead of the. the that is far more in Ren's studying of the abyss and. General dislike for demons. Has he ever read about or come across these creatures? Yes, these sorts of uh, these sorts of creatures. There are some demons that can command uh, abyssal snakes, uh, almost the uh, you know the mindless abyssal snakes, to 
to do their bidding and to occupy the skin of slain enemies. And you know that uh, that one such very co- uh, one such common sort of demon is called a Marleth. Oh, classic! A snake-like demon that prefers to use uh, snakes in this fashion. Are they formidable? Uh, they span. They they span the range. Are these? Damon, Damon is done being in a cage because he's been conscious in one for at least a minute, and that's way too much time for him. So he starts pulling at bars, like shaking the cage. Not necessarily concerned about making a rus- ruckus as much as he is about getting out of the cage. Where is Jex? Um, Damon can immediately tell that this cage is very strongly constructed. These bars are not. Uh, the like of which you would see in a uh, in a human dungeon. The, the the iron is much tougher. Then he starts trying to use any sort of kind of wind ability to kind of like slip through the bars. And uh, Easy. well, what is what is Brandis doing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Brandis was just going to check just for a piece of gear because it surely didn't look valuable. Speaking stone. Um, yeah, you got it. Brandis. Isn't it attached to your gauntlet? Yeah. I wasn't sure if they chopped off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, your because hands are Brandis's hands, hands are weapons. Um, he, uh, he discreetly uh, tries to <laughs> radio in some, uh, some airstrikes. Just <laughs> fair. Uh, each of you, in your own speaking stone, hears his voice come through, but there was no response. And he says, do I really feel like sound like that? That's um, the worst. Ren says in his own speaking stone, I don't think it's going to work, Brandis. Hugh uh, attempts to... There are also other people in this cage with you. That's true. Yes. They seem pretty unimportant. Yeah, they were dicks, and Ren's not really paying attention to him right now. Uh, Hugh... Were they dicks? No, (laughs) not at all. He's uh, sling his imagination. Uh, The lady, when I asked where we were, she said, A cage! Other than her, though? And I like it. There's one who hasn't said anything who's clearly a dick. And yeah. then there's one who was actually quite helpful, who's also a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. when I say they were dicks, I mean there was one that was in there. And they were out. apparently together, and I... Together in the cage. Impressions are everything. dicks. Uh, Hugh briefly says to Ren, see if you can detect where our weapons are located. As he quiets himself and attempts to uh, listen to get a size of the number large of a party they're in. How many individual beings are walking around after looking and seeing the snake creatures that they're at? Uh, uh, as are, are you giving him information? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll wait. Pull up my document here. Oh, wait, this is a, even I your document. I'm also curious. What language are they speaking? No one is speaking. Only you are speaking so far. What language are you speaking, Ren? You mean the language the, the human that you were talking to was? He was speaking common. No, I mean like, are, are the demons making it? No, they're not speaking. Not even amongst themselves? They have not spoken demons yet. They just seem to be marching silently. I... You can tell that the formation that these uh, s- these snake skin creatures are in is uh, like a like a caravan guard would move. They sort of, sort of surrounding your area here, uh, kind of looking in each direction. And you see that they are definitely looking in your direction Many times, keeping an eye on you. Historically, has Brandis heard... Not historically. Storily. Has Brandis heard any stories or legends... Or tall tales. Of 
demons, specifically of this kind, or just in general, being fond of taking a lot of slaves? I mean, capture is this? Does this seem normal for demons in general to just? I mean, they cause problems, but are they slavers? Generally. Um. Brennus knows that it's not uh, completely unheard of behavior, but uh, but sort of a demon troop of this size just in the frozen north that would be uh, that would be strange. Aurora. This is an impulter. Looks at the last person that they've that they have they haven't talked to is the the halfling. Yes. And she says. Did you happen to see where they put our weapons? He's uh, he's looking at you all with, um, and this is he is um, this is an ugly halfling. Does he have I a mean, demon arm? You, so ugly. We Ren's think. got a, a, a shaved head and a big uh, spell scar that he uses to his advantage, but you know that's sort of almost deliberate ugliness. You know what I mean? The, this guy's uh, just unfortunate. This guy, this guy was born uh, unfortunate, but he's been eyeing each of you silently. Looking with definitely a deep sort of curiosity, and uh, and he's looking. Uh, and what was it exactly did you ask of him? I asked, did you happen to see where they put our weapons? He said, uh, he says, I may have, yes. And uh, he says, tell me, tell me, that that armor you wear, where where did you get it from? He says, he says, where did you scavenge it from? Scavenge? He says... This was made specifically for me, my good halfling. He looks and cocks his head and he says, Surely not. Are you saying it doesn't fit me? (laughs) He says, I've seen many magical suits of armor that would fit whatever wearer uh, should choose to attempt to don them. Ren whistles and just walks away and goes, Oh, this is going to be fun. He says, I myself have traded in many sorts, but those sigils, he says... They are uh, of the. Um, he says those are of Olgarth's nobility. Indeed. He says you are speaking to Olgarth's queen. <gasps> he uh, with that he just kind of tilts his head and he says uh, and he says ah yes ever since uh, ever since the end everybody can claim to be whatever they want I've seen that before and he just kind of Brandis dismisses it. Hears this and stands up and says you are standing in the presence of the Quorum of Heroes. Half-elf. Halfling. Human. Referring them by their races, as is his way, is, you've all received field promotions. We'll need your help getting out of here. (laughs) Speaking of which, Damon has gotten out of cages so many times, not the first of which, the last of which was... Like a pastime. During, like, whatever, uh, the the first of Shahikai, like, unless he senses magical enchantments, he's, like, about to be out of this cage. I mean, is there anything like keeping them other than is iron bars? Yes, the uh, the human the human that uh, responds. He says, "Be careful with that." He's uh, he looks and he says, "Yes, these uh, these demons have little patience. Taking us uh, taking us as presumably slaves is quite fortunate that they that they wanted to." As he speaks in hushed tones, he says, "It is unlikely that if you if you make a ruckus that they will let us live." We'll surely die if you get their attention while we're stuck in this cage. It may be wise to assess the forces we may be up against before he we says, draw their He says, wait, did you say the quorum? 
Brennan says, alright. Damn it, because kids are using Would so you like to be a about this topic <laughs> as they continue to talk. He Wait. says, I already am, am a knight of Chondath. He says, or I was before the end. And then he looks uh, looks around and he, and he says, human, elf, human, dwarf, halfling. And he says, no, Ren, no, furious. He's tall for a gnome. Damon looks at Ren and says, he was three for five. Don't worry about it, man. And he's barely even, but yeah. And then he finishes pointing to the halfling and then says, no, as he points to Ren. He put halfling behind you. That was for comparison. And he said, and then he says, That's what looks "Are like. you really that must be a quorum?" We are most assuredly. He says, "We have f- come here in the most unusual way." I find myself at a, a loss of words. I would, I would, I would offer my my, my greetings and 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 offer you to 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 stay in my house. How? And then he's just kind of flustered. Ren asks... This is all did, very well and good, what, but I still need to know where our weapons are. He said, how did you all survive? Ren asks, where... What exactly do you know about the Quorum? He says, well, what everybody else knows. I had no personal dealing with you, obviously. How long has it been since we've... I mean, you're surprised that we survived. How long has it been since, since we apparently... End. Since the end, yeah. He says... Yes, I have no better uh, understanding of the passage of days than you do, as he gestures up to the sun. And he says, he says, how long is a day? There's no way to keep time anymore. He says, if you had to hazard... He says, my best guess. estimate's uh, a month, but surely you thought the same thing. Your powers are greater than mine. Mm. And he says, we got here a different way than you did. I he really says, would like to know where our weapons are. Hugh and Damon continue to debate escape. The halfling is just kind of tried to move over in this crowded cage next to Aurora, and he says, "Are you really Queen Aurora? Really that ugly? Any ideas the size of the force we're dealing with here? The uh, he was trying to find out. Are we in a caravan that stretches miles long? The knight looks and he says, (laughs) "I've counted at least nine of those snake creatures." The uh, the Maraleth that leads them and two Hares. So that's it. Not this is a small caravan then. He says, if you consider Hares yeah. small, yeah. I don't uh, I don't want to know what you consider numbers. large. Not 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 numerous potency. Gold dragon. He says he says dragon. yes. I suppose we're looking at uh, about twelve at least. Okay. Or gets not a, too many more than that. Or gets a a bit of a grin on her face. Ah. Uh, as this uh, halfling expresses such intense interest in her. And she kind of preens a little bit and says, Honey, I'll talk to you as much as you want about the Olgarthian nobility, and let me tell you, there is quite a bit of gossip to tell. But I can't quite concentrate not having my wonderful weapon, and you should see this. A glorious feat of engineering, the likes of which you'll never see again. But you can't show you it until I know where it is. Please tell me. 
the uh, the half elf just lets out an audible sort of snort, a snort as she just says, ha! and then uh, clearly knowing what Aurora is doing as yes. as the halfling says says yes 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 the the uh, your weapons it's on the back of the other uh, it's on the back of the other horrors. He says, they have a little uh, storage container that they put your stuff in. He says, I saw them do it. The Jarez is the large spider beast we're riding on. <laughs> uh, the knight says, indeed. Ren kind of cracks his neck a little bit and stretches and says, Oh, these demons are lucky the rest of you are with me, for I would have no problem setting this place ablaze, and if they were to kill me in the process... I would only come back with my lieutenants who kill for the opportunity to Literally. drain some demon blood. They have you guys to thank for that. But uh, they're not currently torched. You may not have any more allies. Ren chooses to not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ren says, Aurora, can you still hear Bahamut? Uh, she... Th- she- hasn't thought about it, she she attempts to. Kind of, it's almost like you're tuning in to the divine weave. As she sort of flexing um, her divine muscles, essentially. Like, Closes her eyes and sort of, um, you know, meditates to, to feel that sort of divine essence and, uh, essence and energy that she can draw upon. She feels it there, but weakened. Uh, it, it is there, but more faint. Something is definitely wrong. She relays that almost exactly in that way. Huh. She's a little pale. Ren, I don't know much about demons. Are these guys chumps we're dealing with here? No. These guys, well, they run the gamut. Depends on how trained they are, but these are not the run-of-the-mill chump demons. These guys can handle themselves. I mean, they're no match for me, of course. Obviously us. If we're going to break out of here, I mean, can we? (laughs) So can they tell that you're lying because you haven't actually done any checks to see how strong any of these guys are? Oh, they can't tell that I'm lying. Okay. <laughs> Ren, but Ren doesn't like to look like he doesn't know what he's talking Aww. about. Let's actually roll a check. <laughs> oh. So keen on that. Well, I guess we just believe what they told us. Uh, and believing it what are. the DM inferred. Uh, the only thing I said is they run the gamut. You know what I'm... You yeah, know that's what exactly yeah. what I and just we're said. Epic tier. So Alright, so... If it's anything but that, it'd be like... We're going to do... True. They're demons. Usually that's religion. Or arcana, I think. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not so much too much time on the... Uh, Alright, well, well he does an arcana check to see... He, he's a freaking... What's your check? Oh, with 32, you said let's not worry about it. I said let's not waste too much time. Oh, sweet <laughs> Which you delayed. Go! 32! Um, what do I find out? The snake creatures on the side... Seem pretty much like chumps. They're more like lookouts than they are muscle. Uh, this creature that you're on the back of is large, and you can ju- you can tell that it's strong without getting a better look at it, seeing what it wields in combat and such. It's going to be hard to tell. As for the uh, the Marlith that apparently uh, heads up this little troop, you haven't seen it. No idea. Probably be stronger than the evil aliens. Ren assesses the bars and wants to see if he could potentially teleport out of them. Or if there's any kind of a... If there's a mechanism, he will definitely take it. Well, been working on that for a little while. And did he find any magical prevention? I mean, the guy warned him not to create a ruckus. 
which got him into an argument with Hugh, which distracted him for long enough <laughs> to get to this role-playing point. But now that Hugh's beginning to ask other questions, Damon is getting itchy to get back at Escape. Damon's not finding uh, Damon's not finding any sort of um, sort of magical protection on these uh, on these bars. They're built sturdy. The cage is built sturdy, but um, let's get out seem of here. To prevent teleportation. Yeah. Uh, so as is Frida okay? By the way. She hasn't spoken much. Frida um, looks like someone who just lost their their husband of a thousand years. Um, she is just kind of sitting there, blank eyed, just staring out over the bleak horizon. She was a kid with a big toy, the playground, and then it broke. <laughs> Everyone's like, eh, I'm gonna go back to the jungle. Uh, how common is it for demons of this nature to be wandering around this part of the... Not. Okay. I also just... I think we asked that. Oh, no, anyone who's... Did we? Survived. Maybe. From, like, a crappy wasteland. It's gotta be decent. Yeah. I mean... Seren could teleport out of here if he wanted to. I mean, just poof, to the other side. Feels out of the bars. Yeah, you have line of sight. Not that he's going to, but he could. Uh, okay. We have, we have awesome rituals, which, depending on resources available to us, we could always use. Well, how's the lock on this thing look? Or whatever mechanism is used to keep it shut or closed or something. Could a man like Hugh get it open? It's a big old lock. But it's made out Crude, of but effective. the same sort of metal that uh, the bars are. Uses a key. Or a smart man. With a smart Locks pick. are for stupid people. Uh, Hugh, I guess, uses a, a thievery check essentially to assess the lock, see how hard it would be to break open. Not in the act of actually breaking so it open. So as Hugh starts to do this, all of a sudden, the movement on the back of this creature stops as uh, you see another one of these creatures as the spider legs move around the side, and then you can see the creature. And then you can see the creature's entire body. The entire lower half of it is like a massive spider. Of eight gigantic hairy legs like a tarantula. Real gross. But above, up to where its abdomen would be, changes into the humanoid form. But not that of, uh, more like a human, but of a minotaur. The hairy, uh, the completely hairy midsection and then... Uh, noticeable head like a minotaur of this massive creature as he looks and looks into the cage as uh, he sees you guys kind of all up and talking and then uh, he shouts out some words in abyssal who speaks abyssal? I do not I mm. you speak no. abyssal? I'm pretty sure is it he speaks every language with his items oh but that's with my helmet on but I thought they I didn't spoke take your um, stuff Ren has definitely learned abyssal in the uh, ten years if he didn't speak it already I think I do. For it is the language of the devils. Is it like giants? What'd you say? <laughs> is it at all like giant? I, I yeah, it's because you interrupted me. What I was saying is it is the language of the devil's in giant. greatest <laughs> enemy. Loud. Oh, so. of course that's what you were <laughs> Loud and slow. Oh, um, so, <laughs> the... You can hear, uh, you can hear this creature says, Awake! Clearly uh, speaking in sort of almost broken abyssal. Just a uh, simple command, yelling it over, and then you hear is he a response. Us to awake? Or is he just saying No, he's signaling someone else as you hear uh, a response come. It just says, uh, it just says, they don't have their weapons, 
They are not a threat. And uh, then he looks back, and you see him uh, with his... Uh, he's holding a massive um, a war pick in one hand as he then just hits the cage with his fist but shakes you all wildly. And he says, You be quiet in common as he then moves back to where he was and the caravan continues. So what do we have the back of? So a giant half-spider, half-minotaur. So it was the other one that came over yes, to us? There yes, are two of them. Okay. there are two of them. I thought he was like... <laughs> like, oh God! Uh, How big are these things? <laughs> at, as it has been determined that these bars are no longer enchanted, I'd like to begin casting the ritual of Wizard's Escape. It does not take long before Damon realizes that this power is beyond him. Weird. As he tries to uh, tries to draw upon some uh, some sort of elemental. arcane energy and el- elemental uh, elemental power. He's trying to do his wind dissolve, and not only himself, kind of overpowering his body percentage wise with elemental air, causing them to slip, but also to extend this uh, to the party, allowing them to cause a, a shift in their elemental nature and slide easily through the bars. He finds that the the ability to control this uh, these elements is. It's not there. It's like he's grasping for it, but it's slipping through his fingers. It is completely strange to him, or this is yeah. com- uh, very natural for him. It's a and, thing. It's been uh, something that he's been able to do for some time. And it's uh, it's alarming. Dylan's alarmed and getting antsy. And he starts banging on the bars. No! Despite all the recommendations of the people inside. And saying, Let us out of here! Who put me in this cage? Chris. Can Aurora oh, no, actively try to calm him yeah. down? Oh, well, let's yeah, sure, do, do something. Mean, you do want something. me to roll, or you want me to? Whatever so, you like. if you this like. is another situation where Daemon is going to do something that's against the wishes of the entire group, I've since decided that there needs to be some sort of mechanic for forcing Daemon to not uh, be that way. It's called that's combat. <laughs> I love that we've had the house rule Daemon. <laughs> it's it's Damon being his character, and I'm not going to break his character because the situation is a certain way. It's just how I it's going to leave. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if Damon's about to uh, yell out and it's something that the other characters feel that this is a, uh, a threat to them, yeah. there needs to be uh, recourse yeah. for the characters. Absolutely. To take. Like, what Rora said, I'm fully willing to entertain this, uh, this, and I don't, I'm not trying to upset any sort of larger mechanic without getting people the opportunity to weigh in. But, I mean, so what does Aurora time. say to say to Damon as she can tell that he's about to just do she's, his thing and start making a ruckus? Okay, Aurora, in her, her most calm possible way, she 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 goes up to him and she she doesn't put her hands on, him, but she kind of holds her hands up in front of him, like like look look focus on focus on me for a second, and and she says, if we're gonna get out of this, we need them to not be looking. We can get out of this if we all just stay calm long enough to formulate a plan. Damon grabs uh, Aurora's arm and the physical connection to him, to them, with Aurora's insight and the amount of kind of just shared insight, Aurora begins to feel incredibly, a level of anxiety that she has not felt in a very long time because she is, like you said, become a much more wise and cool-headed person and it just shoots through the roof and she begins to feel the type of anxiety that, that Damon has felt being entrapped in enclosed spaces being akin to a and and uh, having this this wind soul of his and 
Okay. And as 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 right. she begins to feel this, it begins to lessen yeah, Daniel's own I'm own no, levels I'm of right, anxiety. Right but it's right now a shared she's a shared mutual jitteriness that is nearly driving her to start screaming and banging on the bars. But it's enough to uh, to perhaps stem the, the the tide for the time being. And all she can think of is Seldy. Okay. Her daughter. It's can like, boom 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 like a heartbeat. Can Ren? Maybe I should be quiet for a second. So what's gonna happen? Oh, as it is clear, you have the intention to escape. We've got that. Are we ruining your plans? <laughs> Evil DM monster. Twenty-four successes and a one-round skill challenge uh, right. is. Is that a lot? Sometimes it's pretty tough, considering we blew a lot of action points. No, it's not. It's just now, 24 times. means 3 times 5 is 15. Uh, so, so, 9 really shorts, you need at least uh, action 3 points. action points. And that's with everyone getting as high as they possibly can get. Yes. And you blew yours, and you blew yours. They have not I blown theirs. Know. No, you I have, have not blown yours. yours. You two have not, yeah, and I'll get another one. Um, so it is feasible, possible if everyone does absolutely everything they can perfectly. Can we Ooh. sacrifice assassins? Yeah. So no, it's um. Uh, you mean Hasten? Hasten should be able to no, no, no. do something. Yeah, he can still do his thing. What about Frida? Nice. Can she help? Eighteen successes. Sweet. A little tour. Just turn the one on the side. You need to get to that point. Uh, yeah, I guess. There. Nice. Big T. Big T for teamwork. 18 successes. Means that you're able to get to your weapons and get them before anyone notices. Anything short of that. There might be some noticing happening. <laughs> uh, 15 successes. Means, uh, let me. Sorry, look at my notes here. Fifteen successes, which is this is eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. This means at least there's no surprise round. Okay. Anything short of that, they open fire while you're still in the cage. Oof. <laughs> outside the cage, I mean you don't uh, past that means you're outside I, the cage without your weapons. So there is. So I I know we're trying to really encourage use of rituals, and I found what I think is a really good ritual for the situation. Yeah, rituals appear to not be functioning right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any kind of <laughs> is there anything I can get for being able to look to the rituals because we're trying to incorporate? No, right more? now rituals. Okay. I know this I, is a good I don't situation. Know, I'm just I'm just saying as we as we're looking for a bonus, it's not there. It's not there. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, yeah. It's just. It's a straight up. I got you. For, no, it's not that it's straight up. It's that in this environment you find yourself without a power. significant uh, section of your power. Uh, any sort of rituals, you find yourself just unable to hold on to the arcane energy uh, necessary to to use them. Okay. Who wants to go first? You. It's almost as if you can't hold any significant amount of arcane power uh, or whatever it's flavored as because. Um, because something is wrong, the small bits that you can do, casting a fireball, all the things that would be a standard action, right? Like a six-second little thing are fine. Anything that requires, like, kind Extended. of a minute of extenuated, uh, like, concentration and such 
is just gone. It's almost as if the, the, the weave is acting with a sort of chaos and, and um, unpredictability. Inst- instability, instability in all the forces. Yeah. Brandis. Mm. Holding open uh, like a lock will have just the, the first opening there. Why is it open? The endurance of this is not so much pulling it open because that is not difficult. It's making it look effortless and making it look like he's not actually doing anything. And he's just leaning against he's it. He's just wall. leaning against it going... <laughs> <laughs> Power lean. Just basically forcing it with absolutely no leverage at all. <laughs> it's a standing long jump of a power lift. So, so quick question. Actually, quick I, question. Had, yeah. I had an idea of a way to sum. Yeah, because if we have to flavor it... Flavored. So, come up with your plan. Your yeah. brilliant working together plan. What yeah. are what are you gonna do to get your weapons? Something that you all gotta work together. The timing's gotta be just right. You're gonna execute it and you're gonna get your weapons, you're gonna be able to kill your captors. Or run away, depending on what you want to do. Um And then roll all your checks, see where you go, and then tell the story of how you execute the plan perfectly. The plan falls just short where you're able to basically get out of the cage, but they notice too late and you can't quite get your weapons before they draw arms against you. Or a complete abysmal failure where um, they they get annoyed or whatever with the ruckus and open fire while you're still stuck in the cage. Gotcha. Uh, It's a little bit different sort of style than usual. Pre-planned. So yeah, so yeah, go ahead. Am I able to... You could pick a lock. One just question that I have that I was going to ask before, but I want to see what, how this is going to play out. Am I able to... I mean, I know that she couldn't really deal with Bahamut a whole lot. Can I contact or sense anything going on in Avernus? Um, what contact do you normally have with Avernus? What is your normal... The bell calls me when I need to go places. I've got people that you I talk to. You have a phone that hooks up to him? Like, what do you normally do? What is it? Is this a ritual I know thing? you can summon... Can you summon demons or no? Uh, not... No, demons are his um, complete devil enemy. I mean. Devils. Can yeah. you summon devils? Um... Probably, it sounds like it'd be a ritual. I was like, okay, you have a cell phone or so more like a I, pager? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> let's just say no. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, um, you, you appear to be able to access, you know, sort of your your basic arcane energy and your your not infernal. What is it called? Uh, yeah, yeah, infernal. Infernal. Yeah, is the opposite of this. Yeah, is it? Yes. Sound, I think so. Is that the devil demon thing? Infernal, yeah. supernal. The infernal. The your access to your kind of infernal power, but um, you know your normal ways of sort of maybe portaling to where you go or, or communicate is sort of this longer magics that's just not working. I was just thinking, well, I don't really give a Baytor crap about... incinerated. I don't really give a crap about my little devil peons that... I mean, I, 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 I had. Yeah. If I could call some of them here to just have them show up and be like, hey, what's up? Uh, <laughs> that would definitely get the attention of the uh, other guys and provide us with a distraction. Yeah, right you, now you, you don't could use see your magic. So to wait, it seems like one. getting the weapons, breaking the cage, breaking us out of the cage, maybe getting a distraction. Uh, these are some of the things that that need to happen for us to in our plan. So does anyone really want to like do the cage breaking part or do the getting the weapons part? Um, Aurora wants to enlist the help of these other people via diplomacy. 
to if if they want to get in the way of it, like like try to stop us or be like, hey, don't rock the boat. Kind of convince them not to do that, or yeah. even convince them to help Deep in whatever way that they can suppress via diplomacy interference. Good. You want to? So, you want to? Cool. Aurora's basically already doing that immediately because as you guys are planning, she's having to be like, no, it's okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Red. Bust the cage open. You want to bust the cage? What do you want to do? I can. Do you want to stay together? You to need to get together? us the weapons. I can Maybe provide. You could. But we don't think of this in the in the form of the mechanics, like, oh wait, I can use this skill and this skill. Do that mechanically afterwards. Figure out what you do. Just make your cool plan. This is. I, as, um, you can. He's very perceptive. He can spot when the moment of opportunity could be. Well, timing. Uh, timing could be excellent. When he all could... of the monsters are looking away at the same time. And as far as actually breaking open cages, he could do so silently. If on the other end, if they're locked up, he could break them open right. there. So wait, wait she distracts people, Brandis cracks the cage, Hugh finds the timing. What are you doing? Uh, I can... I can either distract or, but she's already doing that, or I can right. use my... Arcana to sense where all of our magical weapons are and try to go for them. Okay, so you want to like just uh, you want to yeah, yeah you find the weapons and then Damon will just be like ready at the cage. So Hugh calls the shot, Brandis cracks it, Ren like highlights the weapons so Damon can see him and Damon's just gonna like bust over and get him while she keeps the people busy. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to do something Let's different? Let's do it. I like it. I mean, I was think- the other thing I was thinking is that I could split into multi Ren that way if. Like, I can point can out of the cage, and then weapons. they go after multi-Ren, and that provides a pretty big thing, and then... Sure. Choose Ren, what you want to do. Ren doesn't actually take any damage either, because it's multi-Ren. If you want to use that power, sure. But, or... This is just like a plan. We're not talking... Yeah, you're really mechanics. thinking... You're talking mechanics. We're just talking again. about... Just think about... Yeah, we're just talking about flavor. How you want to participate in the plan. I'll... <laughs> I will figure out exactly where the weapons are and tell you where to go. Helm up the weapons. Cool. Let's roll the checks. When you all at once, I'm gonna use daily. Yeah, I'm probably gonna use daily oh, and action yeah. point as I got them. Um, my skills really. What's the action point? Do just let you go again? Yeah. Okay. So wait. You want to go? Do you want to go in order the way it is? Like suppress, with? spot, crack, highlight, and then go. Uh, it doesn't matter, right? Because we're just finding out how well it works. Doesn't really. No, it doesn't matter. But just trying to keep things. You know, word, awesome. word. You want to roll well, all I think, once? Yeah, we roll the checks and then we see how it went let down. Out, let out a noise when yeah. you see a roll. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three, go. Well, I got a couple Oh, of crit! Oh, 19! Woo-hoo! 16. <clears throat> Ow. Uh, oh, <go>. two. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We got enough positive energy going. It's just. This is amazing. Blow all of it? Yeah, we'll blow all of it. Okay. Oh, actually, it's right. not. That good because my skills. I got the three. Yeah. I I can't get the. I can only get the three on one of my skills if I roll a crit. So yeah, I have like well, four are you skills. Blowing any more dailies high. or no? I just don't. I only have three dailies total, and one of them, two of them. One of them's a level two. Two I'm, of them just never. I burned a daily. Blown. Got a total of okay. forty-five. Hang on. Two. Even with a nineteen. First one. Or a level fifteen daily. That's no, I'm 15. sorry. Fifty-five. That's what I was saying. That's that's more like it. So I definitely got. Okay. Three. What are the results? Okay. Yeah, Let's put them on the board. Fifty-five. Two. So that's three for our three. Oh, yeah, you did twice. Two, uh, three, one. That's gonna be a. How many did you get? 
do we get to use uh, oh what's his face's bonus? Hasten. Oh yeah, he's too. We can, yeah. Okay, so oh, so what's his job in the plan? Or how does he help? Not get in the way. Uh, he's going to. Well, I mean, you can actually flavor it afterwards. Sorry, we're doing yeah. the mechanics. You're going to so use Hasten's thing. I'm going to I'm going to use it if that's okay. Yeah, follow me. That's going to give me then a forty-four, fifty-four. Okay, yeah, so you basically get you over the hump, right? Yeah. So you, you get the tray? I just used him because I was no, one fine. short of the hump. Totally. Come on. Oh, you were at 44, oh, yeah. and you needed 45. Yeah. I think. Let me make sure that yep. was a... Well, yeah, on a three, you got a 44. Seems unlikely. Uh, oh, you use a daily? When I'm using a daily. That makes sense. Gotcha. Because yeah, it's a 20. Uh, so I had a... 24. Cool. Yeah, she had a 20, yeah. So that's 30, 40. Roll. And the other one. You, you, get, you, you get to double roll. We get to double roll? You get six total. Okay. One, two, oh, you action four, point. Five, six. Action point and bloopy oh, dailies. I have a 20. <laughs> oh, well, we needed to. I mean, we're one with shot. one roll, we wouldn't have gotten it. Too shy of the three. Is, uh, well, Brandis does have an action point as well. Yes. Come on. <laughs> I thought, basically. So this is. This is what about surprise Frida? round, and this is this is Kate. No. So right now we have surprise round, and we get our weapons, or they don't get your weapons. This is you're out of the cage. Yeah, but the, the plan is the three tiers where we're no, stuck this in was, the cage. I'm telling you what it is. Okay, you're out of the cage, but you don't have your weapons. Okay. Uh, you mentioned a surprise round. Oh yes. That was before. No, we you're roll. in the cage with no surprise round. Yeah, and so we're out of. Wait. Uh, hang on. Uh, the, the the worst failure was in the cage with a surprise round. The uh, the best was you got your weapons and everything. Uh, and then the middle is you are out of the cage. Out of the cage, no surprise know. round, but you don't have your weapons. Okay. So right now we are out of the cage, no surprise round, and we don't have our weapons. Correct. Unless Brandis. So what, how is it going to work to get our weapons? I actually, the I you will have to get to it. Brandis, you want to keep your action point? I'll use mine. Oh, let's, let's figure out what the mechanic is for getting weapons. You will have to get to your weapons, and okay. you will no, have no, no, to no, use a standard gonna, action to, action yeah. point, okay? uh, to use your to get action them. point. One um, action point for one standard action for five standard actions? Come on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go here. Seriously. Uh, so she'll use her engineering as well. Uh, okay. What is that? Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's a 30. That'll get you the one. That'll get you the one. <laughs> Engineering. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Always helps to have a little. That's bit what more. you needed. All yeah, right. Engines. All right. There you I've go. blown every single daily I have today. Oh my Describe God. the execution of your plan. It's gonna be a long Distract day. The, Distract the kids. Okay. Well. Or enlist the kids. Obviously, well. we've been plotting this thing kind of openly because uh, it's a very small cage. <laughs> it's hard to be secret. Not this yeah. corner. Um, and for the most part, the human and the halfling seem pretty into it. They're, they're kind of like, alright, uh, and actually the half, the half, the half human is, or the half elf, the half elf is, is being whatever. She's, she doesn't think we can do it, so she's not even putting any, any effort to stop or help us. But the halfling has gotten kind of jittery, and he's, he looks like he's getting kind of panicked. He's like, wait a minute, you're... You're gonna leave. You're gonna leave us. You're not gonna take us with you. And as his panic increases, so does his volume. And well, where Brandis perhaps would cuff him into silence, and Ren would would scare him into silence. Aurora works on the, you know, softly lulling him back into calmness, so that it, because the other two methods don't call over. No, no, no. 
Can yeah, I have an analogy? This is like trying to hold up a dumbbell and then tiptoe across the floor because she's got all of Damon's anxiety riding on her and she's like, Absolutely. let's all just be calm and yeah. think about this. A little bit twitchy, but that's that's how good she is. As that's a, absolutely a, how good an, she an is. An expert negotiator is the guy who can negotiate the bomber out of the building when the building has his own family in it. That's talk, how good Talk the bomb down while it's exploding. Quit it. So she manages to with Nobly Spider. She actually starts distracting him with uh, with uh, some some stories of of uh, Olgarth and her time there and what how great it's going to be when they're all out and they get back. It's gonna be great. It's going to be oh, next door. We have a Maryland She might be lying to him, but in her mind, she's just diplomatizing. And negotiation sometimes requires a little bit of promising. Yeah, we fought Marilis before. Oh. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, Alright, continue. Yeah, so let's, uh, I'll get the minis later. So she does very well. And either in here or in there. And the halfling relaxes a little bit, and the spiders don't catch wind of Clever plan. Uh, and then the timing. The timing. Um, matching, catching the rhythm of the large spider minotaur creature's uh, movement... And watching how the snake demons move, um, he waits uh, until, like, one of the snake demons sees something on the horizon and just glances aside, the one on our side. And he gestures to Brandis, who... Brandis, who has been leaning casually on the, uh, on the gate for some time, putting it just to its very edge can see that basically the lock is only holding on. It's like when the, the link of chain breaks like that and he just needs a tiny little bit of thing and uh, to it open <coughs> just goes plink and it <laughs> slams open making quite a loud noise. The weapons. Ren can sense that the weapons are somewhere over there but there's a massive wall in the way that he can't see so he uh he yelled, what's the guy's name again that's with us? God, I can't Hasten. remember. Hasten. 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 Yells to Hasten to uh, quickly give him a boost, and Hasten grabs him by the back and throws him up on top of the cage where Ren is then able to focus his attention to where uh, where he's getting the arcane signature of all of their powerful weapons and uh, set, you know, whispers down to Damon and says, they're in that basket. Damon says, burn a hole in the bag for me. <laughs> and Ren makes ready. It's not even going to be a fireball. He it can just, just... It just embers. Like, yeah. just kind of begin to crisp the bag and, like, just fall away in ashes. And Damon is just standing on the far side of the cage, eyes so focused, his, like, muscles like a coiled trap, just waiting for that door to go open. As Brennus throws it open, just shoots out like a silver bullet. Straight for the pack, uh, immediately like stuffing wands and hammers and swords into like uh, the folds of his of his robe, mostly through his robe. It's like a sword through his shirt and like a hammer in the thing, and then like a knife through his pants. And it's just all like it basically looks like some sort of fantasy Rambo. And then uh, as people, as you guys come out of, of the cage right behind him, he just leaps up into the air and he begins tossing everyone's weapon at them. Finally being able to talk gives a huge <coughs> battle cry. Because it's time to kick ass. Boom. 
You get a surprise round. Oh oh, we get a surprise round. Oh, yeah. Are there snake demons? Surprise! Around? You're dead. Position yourself how you like. Yeah, I, 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 I am for calling it early. I, Sorry, love... I came out opposite of what I intended. So as okay. Damon, describe how you got the weapons. Uh, Damon just was basically completely. Uh, he was. He was just, ready like just, a shot, just waiting. waiting for that door to open. Exactly, and then as Brandis busted the door and ran. Mm. Burned a hole in this in the and the whatever bag was carrying him. Damon just whatever shot at it like a uh, like a bullet and began sticking weapons through his clothes. So it became like this. yeah, that's right. And then and then giving the weapons back, you see the demons have taken notice, but they're s- slow enough to react that you even have all your weapons in hand, beginning to swing before they can even start drawing their weapons. As you get clear first strike on them, which we will start. Next week. Boom. Awesome.